And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your hostess, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by... Mark. Sheen Washable. Nip. Souls. <laughs> it's, just funny. it's funnier than the nip. <laughs> the Mass. And the Red Baron. <laughs> ah, I didn't have a nickname in my head today. We didn't even take off. That's the thing. <laughs> this, this show's gotten off to a very rough start. Yeah. So we're it's because I'm here, so I guess. A few minutes late. But it's two okay. minutes late. Yeah, if this if this show was like an airplane, it's in the Hudson. Well, we said seven thirty. <laughs> See, everybody who knows me thought that joke was going somewhere else. <laughs> that is that is true though. We said seven thirty ish, so we're on time. If this yeah, by one minute, <laughs> by one minute. Shout out to Jonathan Taze scoring a goal. Just saying. <laughs> Just got the update. Uh, yeah. So the mass is here. The mass will be appearing more regularly. Uh, recurring guest, I believe the term is. Yeah, we have a lot of those. <laughs> Um, pretty much everybody that's not me or Kendall. <laughs> well, you got to get four straight back. shows under your belt. Four straight shows. You don't count because you don't talk and you won't go buy a modem. <laughs> got him. So your your four show consecutiveness starts now. No, last week. No, it starts like next week. Well, we can't just keep pushing it back. That's bullshit. <laughs> Kyle, do you, what are you talking about, Kyle? Kyle's just making stuff. Yeah, Kyle's just saying things to hear himself talk. <laughs> um, all you ladies out there that are listening, um. No, Kyle didn't get sexier. He's just sick. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. NFL game recaps. Mass, you're a Rams fan. You'll be taking care of that. Um, we got uh, MLB trade talks. Or not trade talks, but like trade predictions. Yes. Yeah. Trade analysis. Yep. Phillies, question mark? <laughs> um, Everybody, because it's a possibility this year. Um, and then we're also going to talk some NHL, some NBA. Got a bunch of stuff to get to. Um, so, starting lineups. Machine. I have, from Relic Brewing here in Connecticut, the Grisling Double IPA. Nice, nice, nice. I would like to find a beer called the Rinse Cycle for you for the show. <laughs> Gilberto? I got from Sloop Brewing, Juice Bomb. I picked that out for you because... The name. It's juicy. Yeah. You owe me twenty dollars, by the way. <laughs> he also owes me ten dollars. Well, he owes me twenty because he's he and took a two, pair of shorts. Two tins of snow. He owes everybody a pair of shorts. <laughs> Vito owes me a lot of shorts. So when I get mine back, Baron from Opa Opa, the A10 Woodhog. <laughs> Opa. Opa 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 Opa. There's plenty of that out in the market still. <laughs> oh, there's a we lot. We should get another bottle. All right. Where's Bad Fisherman? Yeah. <laughs> Mass? With. Uh, today from, uh, where is this from? Chicago. From Pipeworks Brewing Company in Chicago. Chicago. I am drinking uh, Livewire. You know, this guy gives me a different beer for the photo. Calls an audible right at the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the C on my shorts just started peeling off. Uh, Kyle owes your shorts. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> uh, and I have, uh, I have a kind single beer. Kind of a beer. one and a one A. Going yeah. on over there. I got a single beer. I don't think I'm gonna like it. <laughs> what is it? It's called 
Uh, I can't read this uh, calligraphy on it. But it's called Better Half. Something Better Half. It's part of the Founders Barrel Age series. Old ale brewed with molasses aged in maple syrup barrels. It's going to be gross. Pour it on some pancakes. There's pancakes on that label. There's also a picture of Kendall and Rebecca 50-ish years from now. Uh, I thought they were about to say 69ing, and I would have been for it. You ever seen a giraffe lick its own asshole? That's them 69ing. <laughs> I think this says curmudgeons, better half. Yeah, sure. And your other option? We don't read well on the show. Oh, yeah. uh, new, uh, distributed by Breskin Barton. Uh, no, uh, Ciroc, not Black Raspberry, Ciroc VS French Brandy, which is a very unfancy way to say Cognac, which is an even <laughs> unfancier way to say Cognac. Nice. But I don't know, it's a short, stubby bottle. Anybody who drinks Ciroc knows that the little dot on it is usually a color. This is wood. Hmm. Plastic it? wood, but it's wood. <laughs> wood nonetheless. Um, paneling. I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, you know, I drink brown liquor after Labor Day because I work for Esquire. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Toast of Excellence. I have two. Count them. Two. Uh, one is one that Mock shares uh, and, and, and the mass. A, a shout out to the uh, illustrious life and creations of Stanley. You're here. I was, I was going to raise a sip of silence. <laughs> well, we can do that too. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's not that sports, sports related, but, you know, because he made that sissy Spider-Man girl. I tell you, that was but, such a kick in the balls as I left work today. Yeah. Got in the car, looked at my phone, was just like, no! Stanley has died. <laughs> Fuck. No! That's pretty sad. Yeah. Rest in peace. You were just in Ant-Man. Yeah. That's true. True. So he's not dead. Because they posted a video about a commercial I forgot about. It's the commercial from when 2K11 was featured. Or, like, came out, and that was when Jordan was on the cover, and, like, Jordan was finally in a basketball video game. And it had, like, um, Andre Iguodala, Josh Smith, and Westbrook sitting on a couch playing it. And then, like, Derrick Rose was decorating a cake and, like, Bulls stuff. And then Rajon Rondo was, like, out on the deck, like, cleaning the windows. And they were all talking about, like, the greatest MJ moments. And they were like, oh, it's got to be the, the, the shrug or whatever. And then, like, Josh Smith starts crying, and then... At the flu game, th- or the the father winning the championship on, I don't know. It was just a really goofy commercial, but it was a really good commercial. All right, fuck you guys. I'm curious as to I'm, what you I'm mean. Listening. What What do you mean he was finally in a video game? Was he not for? No, because like you know, like they didn't make basketball video games when Jordan was around. Well, oh. I, th- I think he was in the first like I think I think he was in like 2K like two. He was in NBA Jam. Uh, uh, he beat me to it. Yeah, but, but it... <laughs> him and Pippen, man. Right, but like the thing was is like like. Since the the new era of yeah, basketball no, games has you. come out, you haven't been able to play as him. Yeah, you know, and then so then when two K eleven came out, that was the one where Jordan was on the cover. It was like a not an anniversary, just like a dedication, I guess, or something. Kind of like that was that put, was the first time they started introducing like old, throwback teams. Kind of like when they put Barry Sanders on the cover of. Uh, oh yeah, when they made like the Madden Ultimate yeah. Team type of Broke deal. The Madden curse. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Well, he wasn't playing. Yeah, but the Lions still suck. That's true. They suck forever. <laughs> Just curse the team, not the player. <laughs> Me. That's why, yeah. Yeah, mine to Elton Brand. We're getting a steal from for Jimmy Butler. <clears throat> All they had to trade was Dario Sarge and Robert Covington. Good stuff. Right. You don't have to keep doing it. We know you <laughs> we know you like the sound of the aluminum doing that. My uh my toast is to Nick Chubb. Longest rush in Brown's history. Was it, was it, was it really? 94 92 yards. yards. 92. Yeah. Longest Two. in Brown's history. <laughs> Good for you, Nick Chubb. And, On uh, my bench. <laughs> oh, rough. <laughs> oh, oh, Riddler, sorry, I left it hanging there. My bad. 
My bad. It's um, the chub signal. Amon goes out to Larry Fitzgerald, climbing up the ranks, number two in receiving yards, passing. It's gonna suck Owens. like getting second and being like, "Well, that's the highest we're gonna." <laughs> 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 Only seven hey, more you, thousand yeah, yards. You made seasons. second. Seven thousand more to go. <laughs> See, that's, like, one of those things, like, you could create your own player in, like, Madden and, like, break, like, all kinds of records. Like, you could throw the ball for days as a quarterback and eventually, like, beat out, you know, as long yeah. as... But that's got to be so hard to do, even if you start... Because you just... You can't always guarantee they're going to throw it to you type of thing. All, all kinds of stuff. Like, that's that's just so hard to do. I mean, I've created, like, running backs where, like, I've rushed for, like, 4,000 yards in a season, no problem. I mean, I, <laughs> I've, I've had bear seasons where Matt Forte in the day had 2,000 yards and 42 touchdowns by the bye week. <laughs> so, you know, like, that's that's fine. I can do that all day. Sacks? Forget about it. You know how many times I've broken the sack record by week six? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I, have, I have a franchise going at uh, Kyle's house right now, the Bears franchise, with Khalil Mack. I just finished season. At the end of the season, Khalil Mack had 77 sacks. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, 77. I pretty much only play as him. <laughs> and if he's, if he's dropping into zone coverage, I switch the play. <laughs> There you um, go. It's always it's always four people rushing and then in zones. But if I click the right trigger or R two, and it pops up that Cleo Max into like some like flat zone coverage something like that. No, all blitz. <laughs> Mass, do you have a toast? Uh, I actually do have a toast. Uh, and is it the Cooper Cups ligaments? <laughs> Too soon. By about a day. No, um, I'm actually going to toast out to uh, my quarterback for shooting his shot on Holly Berry last night. <laughs> that was cool. So. Huh? Cheers mean, to if you, anyone's gonna get, If anyone's going to get in her pants, it's Ryan Gosling. Already <laughs> <laughs> did. That's why I want to see the Eagles and the Rams face off. Prince Harry versus Ryan Gosling. I do not want to see that game because we're going to lose it. Yeah, you would. You will. That'll be the game. That's a trap game. All right. Toast them. Pop them. But then we do a sip of silence for... Uh, for uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Stan Lee. Yeah, the guy who created all those awesome superheroes and made that one mistake with Spider-Man. Nope. Happy Veterans Day. Yes, yes. <laughs> Just to wanted to sneak that almost, in there quick. Almost blew spe- by that. Special thank you to uh, Souls' father and Machine's father-in-law-to-be, serviceman. And my uncle. Uncle's, well, he's still in, but yeah, he's been in 26 years. Yep, 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 yep. Thank you to all of you. We wouldn't be here well, without you. Your grandfather, right? Correct. World War Two, D Day. Really? Because mm-hmm. you know the story. I've told you the story. <laughs> you just too. You were too hopped up on fucking living room grilled meat to remember. <laughs> That's a story I'd like to hear. You later. will hear yeah, that. Story. <laughs> you'll hear that story later. <laughs> um. Yeah. So let's get into it. NFL game recaps. We got a bunch of shit to get to. Um. I'm gonna start off with this. Will be my my new. Segment that I start a new segment every week now. Never follow through with them. That's going to be the plan. So this segment is to follow through with last week. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm just going to I'm going to do the, the GSWD Hall of Fame. We're going to start that. I need someone to like write down the people I say. So at the end of the season, we can do that kind of thing. No, she doesn't. She's useless now. She doesn't keep track right, of anything for us anymore. Give me a second. It's, you know, I got it. I have a notebook. No, it's fine. The mask's got it. You do your thing. So this week, uh. Uh, offensive Hall of Fame. Um, I'm giving it to uh, Baker Mayfield. Um, now, this isn't like a the best person that's performed type of deal. It's just like, shouldn't call it a Hall of Fame. I don't know what to call it. Name pending. Performer of the week. No, 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 no. Because Baker Mayfield wasn't the performer of the week. 
but he did really well. Uh, special mentions of the week. Chris, they gotta be funny. Get off the show. Go buy a modem. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's gonna be Baker Mayfield, though. I think you took a very, very huge step forward this week, upsetting the uh, what looked to be the Falcons that nobody would ever be able to beat. Mock! Um, I didn't say no one could beat them. Now, you said they were the best team, bar none, in the NFL. I did not say that. I heard you say it. You're a liar. You said that they were better than Odell Beckham Jr. No. Julio Jones is better than Odell Beckham Jr. Okay. All right. I just, <laughs> want, to see what, I just want to see what you say. No, but it's Baker Man. I think he took a huge step forward in his, in his career as not only cementing his legacy as the Browns quarterback of the future, but really elevating his game up and showing that the kid's ready to be the leader He's of that team. He's fun to watch. He, you know, He's he, fun to watch. You see the quote he had? I woke up feeling dangerous. <laughs> yeah. What an ass. Love him. Yeah. What a fucking idiot. Uh, defensive uh, is Bryce Callahan, Chicago Bears. Guy had a sack, pass deflection, and an interception on three straight plays. <laughs> Good for him. That's that's that's, that's awesome. Pretty impressive. Yeah. And then um, this one is like not real. It's more of a joke. But Cody Parkey, man, guy hit the upright four times. Five. No, four. The upright's four times. Not gonna fucking tell me. <laughs> Want to call it the boozies? Your your words? No, that was that's that's our. No, that was the drunkies. No, oh, yeah. Okay, so this <laughs> gonna be the boozies. Yeah. Boozies. Yeah, Baker Mayfield fits right in there, because <laughs> you got to be drunk to be a Brown, right? So yeah, there we go. All right, game recaps. Give us a game, Kyle. All right. Well, <laughs> I guess it's my. So we'll start with the Thursday night game, Pittsburgh Carolina. Big Ben. All right, I got this. Uh, Big Ben looked immaculate. Uh, he can go fuck himself because he cost me the weekend fantasy. Well, that's your fault for playing the Carolina defense. Anyways, um. Five touchdowns, only three incompletions. Yeah, played well. Perfect passer rating for the fifth time in his career. Seven different players in the Steelers scored a touchdown, including Jesse James, the outlaw. Um, and the Panthers were terrible, except Christian McCaffrey. It's really funny to think about. So, so you saying the score touchdown thing. So, like, you look back on teams, you know, like it's usually always a kicker that's played an elongated career. Uh, with one team, they lead the team in scoring. You know, like Robbie Gould leads the Bears all time in scoring. I'm sure Vinatieri. Well, they, Vinatieri I, might not lead the the Colts. I think he does. He does, does he lead the Colts? Probably leads the Colts and the Patriots. Guskowski yeah. um, <laughs> took over for Patriots. Oh, yeah, but you know, it's usually always a kicker because yeah. you just you, you figure every touchdown they're they're getting a point attempt and the field goals are. There. But it's just funny to think about. It. Like you look at a quarterback like you know like Big Ben, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. Probably not even in the top 40 in points scored for the Steelers. Because he didn't score any of those touchdowns. <laughs> Only the rushing ones. And he's not the most illustrious runner in the world. Never really has. I mean, he's probably got his fair share of rushing touchdowns. But it's just it's yeah. interesting to think about. Like, I'd, I'd like to see where Cam Newton ranks all time. Because, like, the Panthers haven't been around a long time. And he's no. rushed for quite a bit of touchdowns. Yeah, he's probably up there. Yeah. Thanks. That's a good point. All right. What else you got, Kyle? Uh, next game is St. Bengals. <laughs> What a slobber knocker that was. <laughs> Took it off TV. <laughs> I, believe, I believe that's Kendall's game? Uh, no, but I can take it. <laughs> I, it's your game, actually. Oh. No, it wasn't. Where's your notes? Kyle, it wasn't my game, but I, I could talk about it. Jesus, Christopher Columbus. I mean, Drew Brees <laughs> is looking like the best quarterback in the league, and it's not even close. Um, Michael Thomas, two more touchdowns. Kamar, I think, had two more. Ingram had one. I mean, it's just. Well, the interesting, thing, uh, interesting thing is they scored 35 points right in the first half. Yeah. And it's like once you get down that big, the Saints, they're not going to let up. They, they'll never let up. <laughs> they'll run just, the score up. 
the Saints this year, their offense scores points fast and often. They only they're only uh, worse than the Chiefs in the fact that they score faster. Yeah, they they Tim, just jump Tim on. Newton has rushed for fifty touchdowns in his career. Wow, yeah, That's he's fourth all time. But um, fifty-two points. I mean the the Bengals just came out. I mean, and the Bengals to me have been a decent team this year. I mean, the defense is kind of banged up, but the the Saints are just looking like a front runner for the NFC side. I mean, it's going to be between them and the Rams. How about Dalton throwing that pick and it being returned right before the half? And yeah, that was eight, so funny. Eight seconds. Breeze just throws a touchdown. And yeah. it's just nail in the coffin. Yep. Yeah, that was cool for fantasy. Fun fact. I didn't give anybody that game. No, he doesn't have to do a shot. And the reason is because I told him not to give somebody that game because if Jeff wasn't here, it's something that anybody could talk about because it was not a like a hard like it was, to talk well, about. Well, it's just like, yeah, exactly. The Saints blew out the Bengals. There you go. But if Jeff was here, he could talk about it. That's that's why we didn't do it because it was an odd okay. number of games. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. That's Patriots, it. Titans? No, that's not next. Oh, okay. I didn't realize Falcons, that. Browns is next. That's my game. Um, We just talked about, I mean, Baker Mayfield's becoming one of my favorite players to watch. What's his name? Was Baker Mayfield? <laughs> so much yeah. better. He, he's yeah. just a fun player to watch play. I mean, the way he can extend plays and, and throw the ball. Um, He doesn't jump out at you on, like, the stat sheet. If you look at his stats at the end of a game. It's never like he went out and threw, you know, three touchdowns and three touchdowns. <laughs> he had two touchdowns. But either way. Did he have two? Yeah. Yeah, two fifty. It was like two two fifty and yeah, two touchdowns. Um But he he he's fun to watch. And and this Browns team is good. Uh, I scored thirty points. There's no way it was two stock, touchdowns. Three touchdowns. What was the who was the third? I know uh, Chubb had one, Johnson had one. And then some weird fuck in the beginning uh, of the game. Rashad Higgins. Up. Yep, there you go. Duke Johnson, that. yeah. Exactly. Yep. Private stock is who it is. We only had 216 like, yards, though. Still closer to 250. And then a wide receiver threw a pick. Yeah. Who? <laughs> uh, Hillard? I don't know. Oh, yeah. That's right. But, yeah. So um, thing was like, I'm like, he's scoring 30 points. There's no, and I was like, he must have had a day on the ground. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, the Falcons came in. They were on a three-game win streak. This was kind of like a game they had to win. They flatlined. And, and yeah, they just didn't. They um, died. They couldn't really move the ball on the ground. I mean, Tevin Coleman proved he's not a three-down back. He, he's a pass catcher, and that's he, he needs that Devonta Freeman to run the ball so he can get in the pass game. Um, but the, the Browns, the, the future's looking good for them, I think. Julio caught a second touchdown. <laughs> that's right. Doesn't matter anymore. You already caught his first. Nobody hey, cares yeah. Yeah, I no, care. Now it doesn't matter. All right. Next game. Colts Jags. <laughs> Colts Jags. Today I'm sporting my Reggie Wayne jersey. Dug that one out of the closet in celebration of. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know we need to do our trivia question. We'll do it later. Out of- <laughs> sounds, like an, sounds like an around the horn to me. <laughs> it so, sure does. Kyle doesn't want to put his mouth on the bottle. Why? Because he's sick. Kyle, you told Jeff yesterday that you weren't sick, so he'd bring Cole to the house. You lied to Jeff <laughs> and, and put a one-year-old at risk? He didn't hang out with me. He hung out with my dad. The real funny thing here is he's like a shot glass that everyone at this studio yeah. has ever used. Well, that, including Kyle. The booze will kill all the germs. Don't worry. Uh, Dick. Well, <laughs> anyways. That's awesome. 
Colts and Jags. Uh, this was the return of uh, Leonard Fournette, who had an, an ailing hamstring, I believe. And it was almost kind of like the missing piece for the Jaguars because the team seemed mm. to play uh, a lot better today on, on Sunday. Um, it took a lot off Bortles. Having I, the uh, offensive rookie of the month. The team played helps. better because he had a dump off option, but they still had no run game. I'm pretty sure he averaged like 1.2 yards per carry. With that being said, in the passing game, you know, having him and Yeldon both they combined for I think it was 11 receptions. It's a funny way and, to say D.D. Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> but it was kind of like 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 Mike you said, Mike, kind of some pressure off Bortles that yeah. it surprisingly Yeldon didn't provide. I guess. Uh, even though he played well, he's like a Tevin Coleman. I mean, he's he's not a between the tackles guy. He d- he doesn't have the size. I mean, Fournette's a force. He he's a he runs hard. With that being said, the the Jags look like kind of not the team of the past five weeks. Yeah. Of so, and uh, on the other hand, the Colts played very well. They protected Luck. Uh, this is a stretch for Indianapolis right now. They haven't given up a sack in four games, five games now. We did five games. So good on them. That was kind of uh, perhaps a question mark at the beginning of this year. Uh, two touchdowns for Luck, and uh, they cruised on. Three for Ebron. Three for, three for Ebron. One rushing. So uh-huh. Luck had to have had three. They handed it off to they him back to like a fullback? E- yeah. Yeah, he got a uh, rushing. Yeah. That's yeah. the second most imp- impressive uh, like stretch of like span of games of something happening or not happening, I should say. We'll get to the other one when we get to that game. That that's pretty that's unheard of. Going, I can't remember if it's four or five. It's either four or five. Either but, way, that's either impressive. way, four games without giving up a sack for a team that gave up a lot of sacks yeah. the first four games of the season. Um, pretty impressive. But this next one, when we get to that game, oh man. Well, the the Saints are out. no no no. We're talking about wins. Do you um, wait for your game, Chris? Do you see the video of Quentin Nelson screaming as yeah. he like pancakes <laughs> that guy? <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> well, are, are we doing the game? I think we're doing next. Is it yours? It's my my turn. Yeah. Is it that game? It's the Bears. Yeah. Did all right, you guys, I'll take that did, game. It's did right. you guys see Khalil Mack, that sack he had? Yeah. When he went oh. through both guys? Dude, he, he just bull rushed that guy, like, so bad. I've never seen anything like that in my life. I couldn't believe it. They're winning Ooh. that division, Paul. No, no. They are. They're not going to win the division. And here's the reason why. Let me get into the game. Game breakdown. Uh, things I liked. Uh, Bears won the turnover battle, 3 to nothing. Should have been 4 to nothing, but Nagy didn't throw the challenge flag. Um, but whatever. But they won the turnover battle three to nothing. They won the sack battle six to one. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky looking good. Three touchdowns, three career best of yards. I think it was like three fifty and chain, three fifty five, something like that. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you the last time two Bears receivers topped the hundred yards in a game. This week, yeah. But before that, <laughs> before that, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know. 04. Can you even name two Bears receivers from 04? Marty Booker, David Boston, baby. I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but uh, things I didn't like, um, 22 rushing attempts against the worst de- run defense in football, uh, in the li- being the Lions' worst run defense, uh, like an average of like 2.4 yards per carry as a team. Um, and, uh, like, you know, 54 total rushing yards. That's cheeks. That's terrible. But Here's cheeks. The, deal. the Lions are not a good football team. They're just not. They're not right now. They've got, a, they've got two very promising young offensive players, but Ziggy is hurt. Stafford doesn't have a lot of protection, if any at all. 
They still have an inconsistent run game. They traded away their best player. They're not a good team. They're they're poop. Well, now Marvin Jones might be hurt too. They're just he poop. went down with the knee. They didn't have Darius Slay, their best corner. They didn't have T.J. Lang, their best offensive lineman. They're just a poop team. The Bears had no business losing this game, and they didn't. They should have went in and won the way they did. I saw a very interesting article. Um, uh, I'm talking. <laughs> um, but uh, it's fine. It's a Phillies hat. Um, you love that hat, so I do. But um. It was just, Trubisky looked really good. I, I like what I'm seeing from him. But the thing is, is they're going into a stretch of games now, and eventually not running the football is going to bite him in the ass. They play in an environment where running the football is going to be a very big key to them winning games because, you know, snow and really cold air and wind. Um, and uh, until they start running the football, I'm not buying them winning the division. I'm not buying them going to the playoffs. Was this a career high for Trubisky passing? Yeah, 355. Yeah, 21st career start. has got a winning record. But like I said, it's just they, they 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 need to run the ball more. I need to see I need to see thirty runs a game out of that team. Thirty runs. Jordan Howard started off the game with a nine yard rush and finished with thirty one yards. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. That's cheeks. I agree. All right. And then Cody Parkey hit the uprights four straight times, which <laughs> is that honestly that's more impressive than disappointing. <laughs> when a team wins by double digits, it's just impressive. They lose by two, cut them. What do you got, Kyle? Uh, Chiefs Cardinals. Uh, Chiefs won 26-14. Mahomes didn't throw 300 yards. That's his first time doing that. I think he also only threw two touchdowns, right? Yeah. Two, yeah. Nathan Peterman was just released by the Bills. How <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> Damn. Smelling a change of the wind in Oakland. You know, you could probably find a Peterman jersey. Buffalo Bills have just probably signed uh, A.J. McCarron. <laughs> they fucking, really? No. <laughs> That's Can bold. you imagine? That makes me so mad. It's <laughs> <laughs> the point of fucking trading. <laughs> Anyways, so nothing really to take from this game. Tyreek Hill had went to the player for the Chiefs today, yesterday. He had seven catches for 117 yards, half of what Mahomes had. You know, the Chiefs defense still struggled because that Cardinal offense is fucking terrible. Offensive line. David Johnson had a day. 98 yards rushing. And 85 yards receiving. Two touchdowns. That's nope. very funny that it happened to you. <laughs> it didn't happen to me. No, I know. But you traded him, and then he became good. But what good? So I get all those points and still lose a path this week and still be in 10th place? <laughs> that, nothing bad happened to me. <laughs> I gave a, a good player might to be someone ninth. who's might in... Might be ninth. Well, if I, if I get, like, 30 points tonight, I'll be in ninth. So I didn't lose anything. I'm glad that Paul, who was in an actual, an actual position to go and win this thing... Did Vinny lose? Him. I don't know. I told you, I'm, I'm having a fire sale. I need to know because if, if Vinny is guaranteed to lose tonight, I'm benching Barkley so he doesn't get me minus 10. <laughs> I'm Because let's be realistic. Minus 10 for running back, super hard to do. If any team can do it, it's the Giants. Yes, it is. Vin- Vinny, I, I mean, we can, I can talk it now. Vinny right now is projected to lose. Who's he got going but, tonight? But his opponent has Matt Breida and Odell going tonight. So right now he's up almost 40. He's going to win. But he's projected to 30. lose. 35. I'm just more right, impressed that the uh, Cardinals... But David Johnson had the game that people have been waiting <laughs> yeah. for. And then the biggest thing to take away from that game was Fitzgerald breaking Owens' record. Well, that, and I think, you know, here's the deal. I mean, the, the Jets, you know, the Bills, the Jets, the Cardinals... It's it stinks because they're you know if you're going to talk about the five worst teams in football, all three of them are in discussion. Mm-hmm. 
I personally think Raiders are number one. Yes. But the thing is, is the three of them, those three teams can afford to not necessarily have the first or second pick because they've got their guy for the future. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know if the Cardinals are my, are not as sold as on Rosen being the starter week one next year as they are for the other teams are for Darnold and uh, Allen, but they have their guy moving forward. Whether he starts week one or not, they just need an offensive line to fuck. Right, but the thing, but the thing is, is like so they, those three teams have a lot of, a lot to still do by winning games. They can win games and improve things, free agency stuff like that. But this is probably the you know like it's a weird sentence to say, but this is probably going to be the best loss the Cardinals have this season because realistically they hung with the Chiefs until the fourth quarter. Yeah, that was the most impressive thing in the game. They Um, kept they were the ones who held the Chiefs the most this year. What's interesting with the Cardinals side, is Leftwich taking over offensive play calling. Yes. David Johnson's being used how he was used in years past. Uh, who, who was their coordinator? Was it McCoy? Yeah, Mike McCoy. He he just wasn't using David Johnson to the best of his abilities, and now they are, and, and it's showing. All right. Leftwich. All right. <laughs> the Next game. Score? No. Pats. That was, that was a good one. Huh? Pats Titans. Pat Sainz, that's me. Surprising. <laughs> Surprising. I'll tell you what, I was talking to the Riddler earlier today. How, how heartbroken I, were you by it? By the loss? Of New England? Oh. Also, another running back that you just traded <laughs> had hey, a good game. <laughs> hey, out of my hands. I'm on my bench. Hey, that's your fault. Never going to play him. <laughs> I never played him. <laughs> uh, so, very rarely do we see uh, the Patriots baffled. And this is something that we saw today. Uh, I don't know who to congratulate. I don't know. I guess it's uh, our good friend Mike Vrabel. I guess uh, all those years under the, the umbrella of Belichick. Do you want the private talk to go to the tasting mouth and saying that? Uh, afterwards. Sure, yeah. Uh, but right off the bat, Marietta comes out throwing. Yeah. You know, and, and moving the ball very effectively. And we talked about last week, uh, really brought up teams who are successful, teams that run the ball. They held the Patriots to 40 combined rushing yards. And they, how do you beat Tom Brady? You put pressure on Brady. Uh, he had a decent day. Uh, I had the numbers up somewhere. Uh, 24 for 41, 254, no touchdowns. Not a bad day. Not the day we're used to from Tom Brady. You know what's very interesting, too? The only two teams this season to hold Tom Brady to no um, passing touchdowns are the Titans and the Bills. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Isn't that crazy? I mean, both teams respectively have decent defenses. Very bad offenses, but decent defenses. But still, like, you just, you know, like, that's something that you, like, you wouldn't put money on the Vikings holding Tom Brady to no touchdowns. Now, granted, I think it's because Tom Brady plays better against better teams, but regardless. Yeah. Tom, Tom Brady has one touchdown in the last three games. Starting to get old. Thank well, God. We'll see. We'll see. Get I, mean, out. Well, I think it's that a lot of sounds like a most improved and MVP for me next year. Well, when was the last time we've had two hullabaloo uh, things for the Pats in the same season? I don't know. I don't know, but I've seen uh, the Patriots break my heart too many times yeah. to buy into anything. A big uh, thing, I think, for that game. It's going to be a new heartbreak yes. because now the Patriots are just going to beat you guys in Heinz Field in the AFC Championship <laughs> game. <laughs> well, I think Tennessee, because they brought in their players, they knew what they were going to do. Yeah, Malcolm Butler, Deion Lewis, they know exactly what to do against them. And I think it actually showed... It's about time because Malcolm Butler has been absolute trash. <laughs> He's been horrible. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but yeah. like he played very well against them. Yeah. And lastly, to 
wrap up with this this game. Uh, what you said about Derrick Henry, you know, finally having a rush for like fifty eight yards, but two touchdowns. So I mean, maybe My maybe beat Mark. <laughs> maybe they'll get going with him. I don't know. Yeah. And oh, moving forward, maybe the Titans, you know, end up doing something in the South. We'll see. Riddler. I do have one takeaway, other takeaway from this game. Everyone needs to watch out because the next time the Patriots run the Philly special, it's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> it went from an incomplete pass to a completed pass tripping short of the first down. Brady's going the distance next time. <laughs> or torn ACL. Be slower than James Harrison returning that fumble. <laughs> True. Could you imagine Brady Pick getting six, hurt? Man. Pick six, sorry. Yes, I can absolutely like, imagine. Like, on that play, catches it, just rips his Because anybody, anybody who's on the defense is going to look to level him. That's what they're going for. They, they put a decent hit on him. He fell. It, but... it, a, less of a decent hit than when he was trying to lead block for oh, yeah. the other day. That was funny. Um, interesting note, last one, then we can move on from the game. Every single Bill Belichick prodigy that has faced him in their first game has beaten him. Except for Bill O'Brien. He's lost the last five games he's played against him. <laughs> well, he was a Penn State guy. They usually lose. That's right. Those Penn State guys. <laughs> can't live with them. Can't All right. know, trust them. turn into Souls' new podcast. <laughs> Those Penn State guys. <laughs> Next game. Uh, Redskins, Bucks. Sucked ass. Uh, the funniest stat. Hold on. Hold on. It didn't suck ass. It sucked ass. Just because the team didn't put up 20 points doesn't mean it was a bad game. Uh, hold on. It was a bad game. <laughs> it wasn't a bad game. It the was bu- ugly, Tampa but Bay it wasn't Buccaneers bad. put up 500 in one yards of offense with no touchdowns. No touchdown. That's horrible. They had four turnovers. Listen, as that's, a play- because the, that's because Tampa Bay is bad. The Redskins have been playing this football all year long, and guess what? They're in the driver's seat of the NFC. I'm not talking about they still have not featured a lead change the entire season. If they started out the game losing, they lost the game. If they started out winning, they won the game. There you go, Mark. That's um, kind of funny. Listen, as an owner of a franchise and a coaching staff, yes, it's a horrible game. As a viewer, it was not an awful game. No, not if game. you were a Redskins fan. <laughs> right. Like, no. I enjoyed it. It wasn't sloppy. a sexy game. It, it wasn't a sexy game. It was a good game. Jacquez Rogers had 100 yards receiving. <laughs> Who? Yes. Um, Chris Godwin also had 100 yards. And Alex Smith did Alex Smith things. He didn't turn the ball over. Yeah. And he took a very important sack Hashtag in the fourth manager. quarter to keep the clock running. And uh, he threw a touchdown. That was uh, this it. is where I would like to add in the other impressive, well, not impressive, I should say, uh, streak. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are now on their sixth consecutive game without forcing a turnover. Oof, They're bad, bad defense. Is Chris Conti still with their safety? Yeah. No, nah, he's still recovering from the Vance McDonald stiff arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, shoved him into hey, another I still, I'll still always love that guy. You hated major. him when he was on the Next No, I, I hated Major Wright. Next game? No, you hated Chris Conti. Jets Bills. Um, I, I just don't know what to think by anymore. By Todd Bowles. Next game. I just don't know what to think anymore. That's the thing. I just don't know what to Matt what, Barkley, baby. Matt Barkley. He only threw two Barkley. touchdowns, though. Doesn't matter. Matt Barkley. Josh McCown threw four interceptions. He What's didn't turn the ball over. No, no. But here's the thing. But you can't say, like, Matt Barkley, like, as in, like, Matt Barkley went out there and had, like, a Chris Mullins day. No, no. He beat. No. But he, he had a... Uh, Non Nathan Peterman game. <laughs> I understand that, but what I'm, what I'm saying is just like he only threw two touchdowns. That's so, more than Tom Brady threw this week. Okay, but what I'm saying is there's still 27 <laughs> other points that were scored that yeah. weren't him. So it's not like it's not like oh Matt Barkley won in the game. Lashawn McCoy, baby, he didn't turn the, the ball over. The Bills, he, the Bills defense won in the game. Yes, the but Bills he defense lose won in the, them game. the game. And the offensive line actually played okay, which was impressive. See. I, Maybe they just I really did, hated Nathan Peterman. I think the, I think the story I think the story of the game isn't has, has nothing to do with any member of the Bills offense at all. It's just the Jets defense didn't show up at all. Oh, I, I know that. 
Their defense is not a terrible defense. Negative two. It's points. not. It's not a good defense, but it's not bad. It's an average defense. How much better do you think that uh, defense would be with somebody like uh, Patricia Rex Ryan? Rex Ryan running it. <laughs> Rex not... Ryan comes back to be a coordinator. Um, I I think it'd be. I think if you inserted any good defensive coordinator into the Jets, I think they'd be better at stopping the run. Do you think that's what a good defensive defense? coordinator? No, they just have the personnel for it. So, it's so, like the Chargers defense without Joey Bosa. So we're assuming Bowles is getting fired, right? Yeah, right. he's getting fired. I, th- I don't. I don't. I don't. It, know it's that. probably going to be at the end of the year. So, so if we can real quick speculation, who's their next head coach? <sighs> Who are the head coaching candidates? Oh, wouldn't it be poetic if uh, Josh McDaniels went over to the Jets? You My, know what? I, I think it's Harbaugh. No, I honestly might think Jim or John. I think Josh McCown hangs it up. Which one coaches the Ravens? <laughs> John. John. John Josh, is going to Denver. Josh McCown Stop. hangs it up and takes over the Jets. <laughs> I would like that. I would like that. I'd be a season ticket holder. It, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I'd be a season ticket holder. The guy he's just never a, leaves. He's be a, and then signs a contract to play. He knows, <laughs> like he, did for the Bears. <laughs> he knows the team. He knows he's been What did I fucking tell you in practice on Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> like, like he understands what it takes. I think Todd Bowles That's is the coach next year. I don't. There's no way he comes back. I think Todd Bowles is the coach. They have one bad game. They're they're playing a little better than they're expected. But they have their guy. He's had what four years to build this team. They're still the bottom of the fucking. Yeah, but they sucked when he was given to them. Yeah, but four years to build this team. Four years to build an NFL franchise. The Bears were bad for over a decade. Todd or fucking Hugh Jackson had three years to build the Browns, and they look better than the Jets do. Let me tell you this: not every coach is handed, but but like Mike Tomlin was handed to him. (laughs) Mike Tomlin was handed a I, I get that, but you can't tell me that team. Hugh Jackson is a better coach than Todd Bowles is. He made a better team than Todd no. Bowles made. No. no, he didn't. John Dorsey made John a better Dorsey team. John Dorsey drafted right, better okay. draft picks. I will give you dra- John Dorsey. Todd Bowles is not a bad coach. Their front office is fucking terrible. Yeah, the Jets need to clean out their front office, which they won't do, but I still don't, I don't think Todd I think Todd Bowles is the coach next year. Here's and the deal. They have, a, they have a rookie quarterback that has shown flashes of greatness and flashes of Bortles. And <laughs> I like that. Like they've got, like they have semi decent receivers that have been banged up all season, an offensive line that's faced injuries, and a defense that's faced injuries. And I'm not saying that like they're. I'm not saying they'd have been a front runner for a wild card by any means. But let's not forget that this team was less talented last year, and they almost made a wild card push until they fell apart at the end. I think Todd Bowles is the, is the coach next year. I think he gets one more shot at it, and I think they try to draft well because they're going to be poised to have a good draft pick. Right, I agree. Don't sleep on Jeff Fisher, though. Oh, we're going to we're going to sleep on you, animal. Just keep that in mind, you animal. Didn't he do like a fox game? I hate the fucking Seattle Seahawks, and I would never wish that on them. Um, I would. Um, Chargers Raiders. That's me. Um, I you know just. Suck. Losing Perryman definitely. They're the worst <laughs> team in football. They don't care. Gruden doesn't care. Cares about those draft picks. That's it. It's just they're, yeah. they're just they're out there I playing. Think, the I think Gruden, Gruden came into this season saying, "We're not going to win a thing." Which honestly, I'm blowing it up. Which honestly, you know, just you know, he is probably like the third or fourth least favorite head coach of mine now because it's just. Tanking's one thing, but tanking at the halfway point of the season is unacceptable, and it's an absolute disgrace to yourself, your organization, 
and all 53 players you decide to dress well, for a game. A I think they were tanking before halfway. Yes, but, they but, tanked but, in the game against no, us. Once they traded Mac. No, I, I, I think that was it. No, I don't think. But I, I, I don't think they started tanking. I just think that they were. They were like, we're going to put together the, as many wins as we can with the team we have. They started tanking last week, not this week against the Chargers. The week before, who did they play? The 49ers. Let me ask you. That that was just that's just an absolute atrocity of a football team. They're you know they're, they're trying to put together a, a team to compete when it's time to move to Vegas, and it, it's just it's it's a joke. It's terrible and it's not you know it's a shame that they had to play a team like the chargers who are i think on what six straight wins now yeah the yep. team you know they're seven and two they're quietly making a huge push you know one one false move by the chiefs next week in mexico city could very easily see san diego making their way to the top and, of that division and i wouldn't sleep on the chargers winning the afc outright to be honest because they're playing great football. Their defense is average. It's not a defense you're scared to play, but it's not a defense you can make mistakes against. They've got one of the best dual threat backs in all of football. All the receivers are getting in on the mix. It's not the Keenan Allen show like it was last year. Phillip Rivers is playing MVP candidate-style football right now, and the team's only going to get better when Joey Bosa comes back. They need him now more than ever now that Perryman has uh, torn his LCL or whatever it was. But, uh, one of those CLs. Yeah, one of the CLs. Something, something about those LA ligaments. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Let's be the doctors. Shut the fuck up. Um, it's funny. You think they'd be more flexible with all the fire over there? <laughs> Quote came out from the Raiders locker room last night. One of the veterans just said, uh, "Oh, Jordy Nelson." Was it Jordy Nelson? It was Jordy that Nelson. <laughs> I gotta get the fuck out of here. <laughs> He's like, "I gotta get out of here." <laughs> and he insert right. Packers winning division here. <laughs> <laughs> Oakland has traded Jordy Nelson to the Packers. Um, but For all right, first so, round so let me ask you this. In the next 10 years, during Gruden's tenure, if they win a Super Bowl because of what he did blowing up this team... It'll be brilliant. It'll oh, be, absolutely. It'll Will be the most brilliant move ever. Yeah. I'll go, but I'm going to go one further on you. John Gruden doesn't make the playoffs in his seven years as an Oakland Raiders head coach before he's cut. I agree with you. That'd be hilarious. He won't. He this won't team, make the playoffs. No. This team he's will not, be... I, don't, I don't think he's going to make the playoffs. There's way too much youth talent in their division for them. They're, they're going to be starting, and by the time they get all these youth pieces two years from now, they're going to start building up and being good, like how the <laughs> Bears are right now. Because the Bears are not dominant. They're just playing well. The youth is starting to fit together. Like the Cleveland Browns are going to start doing probably that the rest of this year and the next year. Teams like that. By the time they do that, you're going to have a seasoned Mahomes, a seasoned Hill, and a seasoned um, Hunt. Not to mention Kelsey's still going to be productive, and they're going to add youth to that defense. Not so, to mention Philip Rivers charge, isn't going anywhere. Kyle told us Gruden's the greatest coach of all time. Oh, no, by, by all means, he is the greatest coach of all time because of him. It's him. Right. You know? I mean, you get a, a giant bobblehead of yourself. It's a, <laughs> but well, here's the deal, too. This is the other thing that people keep forgetting. Like, Spider oh, maybe two it was banana? Simple, not to keep dragging it on, but I don't give a shit how many first-round draft picks he has. He's a terrible drafter. He is bad at drafting He's NFL draft players. quarterbacks. All quarterbacks. Yeah, all. if he gets rid of Reggie McKenzie, this team is going to be hilarious. I love it. That Derek Carr gets traded for a first round pick. I don't think Derek Carr goes anywhere. I, I think, think Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is his quarterback. I think he's over him. He's going to go to Jacksonville. No, because I Jacksonville. I guarantee you that if he was going to do it, he would have traded Derek Carr at the beginning of the season when his value was high, not what he's looked like these past ten weeks. Yeah, he's still a first round pick. I, I don't I don't blame him for 
a lot of it. No, absolutely not. I don't. But his value was the absolutely high. The guy hikes higher. the ball. There's fucking 10 dudes in front of him as soon as he hikes it. Can you imagine what Buffalo would have given up to have Derek Carr? Yeah, but Buffalo got their but, guy. Uh, if you look at a quarterback trade market, how many times has a first-round draft pick been given up for Sam Bradford? Derek Carr's not. That's right. Twice think, when that's think, happened. I don't think Derek Carr's going to Jacksonville. Well, I think he goes somewhere. I do, too. Even the Giants could take him. I think I think he travels. He could. I I, I think he travels. The Giants won't. Uh, they're not getting the next year's first round pick. For no, because it's going to be a top five pick. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna travel north in division. To who? Denver. Oh, I could see that. He can even like go that. to the Chargers. Philip Rivers is almost done. He's Rivers got Chargers. three or four more years in him. All but right. the, but well, the thing is, is the char. So not to keep dragging it on, but just just because you're what you said about Philip Rivers, the Chargers. Much like the Steelers, much like the Saints, the Patriots, they're not getting it. They're not going to trade any for anybody to be the next guy up. They're going to draft their guy and they're going to mold him. It's like what you guys did with Dobbs. If he's the guy of the future, it's because you drafted him I and you're going to mold him underneath Ro- Roethlisberger. It's going to be the same thing. I, I, they're not going to trade for somebody like like Bridgewater might start or something like that if Breeze gets hurt and become the guy. But like they're not going to trade for somebody to be the potential next future quarterback of the team. All right, next game. Packers, <laughs> Dolphins. <laughs> I didn't have that. Didn't even know that game was on yesterday. Just saw the final score pop up. Who has that game? I think I did. Um, well, I mean, we saw Aaron Jones break out. They they gave him the full workload, and he, he ran with it. I mean, he had a great game. Um, Aaron Rodgers, again, doesn't jump out at you on the stat sheet, but he really didn't have to do much. Through the air. No. I mean, I think Jones had, what, 175-ish rushing yards. Um, I'll tell you exactly. They just, they they got <laughs> out, and they dominated the Dolphins. 145. 145. So, uh, I mean, the Dolphins <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. started out hot, looked good early on. Tannehill went down. Osweiler is awful. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He, he's not good. Whoa. Brock Lobster <laughs> is the savior okay down that. in Miami. He's but, been okay But he's that. not good. He's no, not he's a guy. He's good with Adam Gates. He's pretty good. He's good with Adam Gates. He's a bad it. quarterback. He's decent. All right, next game. <laughs> Tim Tebow is better than Brock Osweiler. <laughs> yes. You, you watch your mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, Real quick, the score update. It's three nothing San Francisco. Three uh, Got the game on. <laughs> he's he's watching the game too. Are you watching it? Yeah. Did you watch the play that the running play two plays before? Handed it off to Barkley and he just fell right to the ground. Yeah. Didn't even make it past Eli My, Manning. Minus 20 points for Barkley this week. Watch your whore mouth. <laughs> All right. Ram, um, Rams. Uh, Rams Seahawks. All yeah, right. That's those um, teams. This team has, or this game has convinced me that the Rams are not making it past the first round of the playoffs this year. Second. All right. Fine. If they get a bye week. <laughs> Uh, they probably will because they only have next week to worry about with Kansas City in terms of rushing the football. If we win next After that, none of the teams they play run the football, and that's no. their biggest weakness on defense. So they probably won the storm. The, tomorrow, next, next week is the end of the stretch. I will admit that. But really that bad? Um, no, this game has convinced me that we will not win a playoff game. The defense is fucking atrocious. It is hysterically, laughably bad how, it is, how bad it is. Seahawks are good at running the ball. They should not be good enough to gash Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald for 254 yards. Nobody should be that good. But the defense just lost their composure yesterday. I don't know if anybody watched it, but Aaron Donald literally put his helmet back on yesterday to go fight the Seahawks center after the game was over. This game, this team is losing itself around each other. We will. Our offense is fantastic. 
Well, see, that that was some. I mean, we've talked about it here was the, the Rams brought in a ton of defensive talent this year. And it's been fucking atrocious. The defense has gotten it worse. Egos. It was all egos. Well, the thing though, the so, egos uh, aren't the problem, though. No, the egos injuries. are not the problem. <laughs> no, even injuries. We had one injury on defense, and it was a key fleet. That's been it. There's been no other injuries. This defense has gotten worse after all the star power we brought in. The thing though is, I don't, I, I agree with you that Tlaib might be the only one missing games, but I'm, I don't think Peters was 100 percent for game for a few games. He, no, he, he absolutely time. wasn't. He missed time. No, he didn't. Okay. He didn't miss a single game. I thought he, he no, missed, he didn't. There was one game him and Tlaib were both out. No, it wasn't. No, he, Peters played that game. Did yes, he? he did. He, he played came, against he was, the Seahawks. He was the first one to come out in that game against the whatever. It was against the Seahawks. He stretched his ankle yeah, and they he played both, that game. They both left the game, but Peters played the next week. Yeah, and he got torched twice by. Uh, What's the Seahawks receiver? Uh, Lockett. Lockett. Tyler Lockett got torched twice by him. So, yes, he was playing injured for a couple games. Kendall's bench. But that's still inexcusable. He wasn't injured last week against uh, New Orleans, and he still got fucking destroyed by well, Michael Thomas. Well, that's true. I don't Everybody's care. getting destroyed by New Orleans. I don't care. Nobody gets destroyed for the I'm tune of 200, se- 200 yards in fucking three but, touchdowns uh, by I mean, Michael Thomas. I mean, New Orleans is Eli doing Manning that week in, week out. And here's my hot take for the Rams. Wade Phillips is the problem. Wade Phillips is the problem for not playing his players to their strengths. He is playing Peters in purely man coverage with no help over the top, and Peters is his own corner. I'm a big fan of Sam Shields, though. Yes, I love Sam Shields. He's gotten his ass kicked this year, though. Seahawks first time playing will not in like make four the years. will not make the playoffs this year. Honestly, it's just a win that he hasn't gotten. A I am <laughs> yes, I am. Imagine seeing him cover Austin Collie. Ugh. They would just look at each other and both be concussed. <laughs> I am impressed with uh, the Seahawks' ability to run the football. I am uh, disappointed that Brian Schottenheimer did not run this team to the ground like I thought he would. And, yeah, that's all I got. All right, last game, Cowboys-Eagles. Who's got that? I did. Um, actually, uh, I had notes, but forgot to print them. Ronald um, Darby tore his ACL last night. Yep. Um... Cowboys beat the Eagles. What was it was it twenty seven twenty? Um, I mean the the biggest takeaway I had from this game is the Cowboys need to just give Zeke one hundred and fifty touches a game. <laughs> just just only give him the ball. Ah, uh, the route. It's just well, that's he, pretty much what they did. As much as I don't like Zeke, he he is an unbelievably talented player. Um, I mean when when he gets the ball in his hand, he runs hard. He cuts. He's he's an unbelievable running back, and I think he's getting better catching the ball out of the backfield. Absolutely. Um, which I mean, we all, we know what Dak Prescott is. He's not a throwing quarterback. He's Alex Smith. Um, Amari Cooper is proving me wrong. I didn't think he would have a big individual impact, but they they are force feeding him targets. He's already got. He's already picked up. He's already moved the chains ten times in two yeah, games. They're they're feeding him the ball like crazy. Um. On the other side, the Eagles, Zach Ertz, I, I think is the best tight end in the league right now. I would agree. Um, he he gets anywhere between thirteen and sixteen targets a game, catches thirteen of them. It, it's just. Do you he, think he's, he's better than Kelsey? Right now, yes. Is right it now, purely yes. because of the volume that he receives? Because you can't give Kelsey the ball as much as you give. I the think ball Zach Ertz is the best tight end in football right now because they don't have a run game. That's the only reason. That, that's fair. I mean, whatever the reason is, but... He's but the most Ertz, productive tight end in football. Ertz, Let's put it that way. He's, Ertz, the, best yes, he's absolute, the most productive yes. tight end in football right now. I think he's the, most, he's, the best tight, he's the best tight end in fantasy football right now. But yes. even even beyond fantasy, I mean, 
if you had to pick between him and Kelsey, to me it's 1A, 1B. I, I don't think so. I think Kelsey's, in terms of an actual NFL game, it's Kelsey. I think Kelsey's over Ertz if, because here's the difference. Ertz gets thirteen target, 16 targets a game, catches 13 of them for 167 yards, and they lose. Kelsey catches well, half those balls for the same amount of yards. And, and a touchdown, and they win. Yes, but the Chiefs also have a Kareem Hunt and Tyreek Hill. Right, and that's my you're, question, You're too. talking... A, a complete. I mean, well, tight ends hope, aren't just hope, no, no, no. Because the Eagles have Aguilar and Jeffrey. Jeffrey's a better tight, better Golden, receiver than and Golden Hill. Tate now. Not the last two seasons. Jeffrey's a better receiver than Hill. Not the last two seasons. He's a okay, but he's a better receiver than Hill. Statistically, he's not better, but he's a better receiver. You can do more with Jeffrey than you can with Hill. Right. It's you're I think, not going to throw the ball down the field into triple coverage with Hill and say go up and get it. You're going to say. Wait for your one-on-one opportunity and burn your guy. Jeffrey can burn people in one-on-one coverage and can go up and get the ball in triple coverage. He's made a career out of it. I, I think Carson Wentz is finally healthy. I think the first few games, he was not there. You saw him struggle moving yeah. around. I think now he's in 100% game shape. I think he's finally starting to play to his potential. His defense sucks ass. Which is amazing. I, I do not blame him for that game last night. He did whatever he could to win that game. Yes, absolutely. Carson Wentz to me is going to be like a Tom Brady type quarterback later on in his career. Ooh. I think he's that good. That's lofty. He came in, the, 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 in my opinion, the Sixers. The Eagles screwed themselves because they came in with the, oh, we're not the Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champions. We're the underdogs. Yes. And that's how they decided to come into the season with the mentality that we're the underdogs. And everyone's pinned against, you know, everyone's stacking the odds against us. And it's like, you guys are the Super Bowl champions. Doesn't matter how you won it. You won yeah. the biggest prize in football. I think they only consider the underdogs was because of Nick Foles being the quarterback. Yes. They should have traded Nick Foles. I don't Foles. think it was. They should have. I, but to me, I think Carson Wentz is a big difference. I think this year. I understand that it's a big difference. It but just, this, but they did, the underdog thing was just a publicity stunt. That's what it was. It, it was an identity for them last year because they were an underdog team last year. I mean, Even Carson Wentz went down, Foles stepped in, and they were the underdog last year. This year, I, I agree with what Paul's saying, that they, they were not the underdogs coming in. and they, I, they were the favorites to win the East. I struggled, close. I struggled to understand how a team could fall apart so well because they didn't even lose that many players. Yes, they haven't been 100% healthy. Jason Peters has not looked like his former well, self. He's playing with back, something I mean, right now. Well, they the had Falcons. a downgraded quarterback in Nick Foles with a run game, and then by the time they got their upgrade, their run game was gone. Look, look at the – I don't care what quarterback you are. The year after the Falcons were in the – I mean, they fell off. The Panthers it, – it's that – But that's, that, the, that's the Falcons, though. The Falcons do that. Yes. yes. But the Falcons I mean, are going to be a, the Panthers a year of good and a year of bad. The it's Panthers like the Panthers. did it. It, it happens yeah. all the time. I mean, the, it was just – I think the Eagles got hot at the right time last year, mm-hmm. and they were able to ride it out. They rallied around Nick Foles. That's literally the only reason that they won that. Did he just get picked off? Yes. Yeah, you can't say it like that. All right. They don't just. Well, yeah, we got to go to break. Uh, game update. It's 3 nothing San Francisco. The Giants just picked off Mullins. Um, I don't, everyone's doing these team celebration things now. The Bears did it first. Fuck off. <laughs> um, when we come back, we have uh, NHL talk, Kyle, or MLB? Uh, we'll do NHL first. Okay. You guys want your trivia question real quick? Yes. yes. Before we go? Oh, I forgot right. about that. I owe the shot. Um, I want to say, without Googling it, I got uh, closest to uh, your Bills question last time. Oh, yeah? Uh, 187 was my guess. I owe the shot trivia. That's awesome. I don't remember the question or the answer. <laughs> Matt nope, Stafford. Don't worry about it. Matt Stafford. Nope. 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 Nope.
Forty-three. Fifty-seven. Fuck you, Mark. <laughs> I always gotta stop answering first. Fifty-eight. Thirty-four. That's it. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't shock me. I, I was lose go again. Into 30s. I'm gonna double down. Double shot, please. <laughs> Gonna I was going to go into the 30s, right, we're going to break but I thought about his uh, rookie season. I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, we're going to go to break when we come back. We're going to talk some NHL talk. Uh, Souls is very excited. He's hoping and praying. The Coyotes are still doing the things they were doing last <laughs> week. if we didn't talk hockey again. <laughs> um, and uh, we'll also do some a little bit of NBA talk, too, to close out that hour Uh-oh. before we get to the MLB. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. We'll be back. And now... Back to getting sports with drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to getting sports with drunk live on the PPRN Radio Network. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Douchebags. Yep. Hey. Um, yeah, we are in hour two live here on the PPRN Radio Network. We are ready to talk NHL hockey. Right. That was a weird thing I did. NHL hockey, <laughs> National Hockey League hockey. <laughs> The masses are breaking out the snacks. Listen, I gotta sober up before I drive home. Jesus Christ. Kyle, not everybody has the luxury of getting a ride to Taco Bell after this. <laughs> oh, Taco Bell sounds phenomenal. Can we do that? That's where <laughs> Kyle's gonna ask me to go after this. <laughs> Score we're, gonna go to, we're gonna go to Burger King instead. Score update 7 3 Giants. That's right. Otto Beckham touchdown. Yes. Right as we went to break. Barkley towards ACL. No, 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 uh, no. Actually, you shut the fuck up. It looked more Achilles like. Actually, I, 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 I can't afford him to I think down. I saw the announcer say that he's never going to play football again. Why do you want to hurt me? And that they're going to have to get Eric Flowers to be the running back. <laughs> Let me <laughs> bring hysterical. I actually want that to happen. Anyways. Kyle? So, I'm good right now. NHL. Paul, this is your forte. Go Golden Knights. Uh, they suck. <laughs> um, so do my blues. So, so we're going to go. We're going to start off. The most surprising teams of the year. Paul, what do you think so far? You're just going to pin this on me. You did all this homework and you were so excited about it. Now you're just going to start pinning it I on me. I got two know, teams in know, mind the right Coyotes now. Coyotes have been playing pretty well. All right. We'll start <laughs> with Can the surprising be bad or good? Okay. The Arizona Coyotes, considerably one of the worst teams How in the year. How about we talk about the most, not surprising, but the most blockbuster thing that's happened so far this year was that Joel Quinville was exited from the Blackhawks. Yes, I know. Were you surprised by that? No. Did, he get, did he quit or get fired? He got fired. fired. I they remember were, seeing that. They were struggling. Are struggling. Did it work? No. Okay. Not yet. Um, so what are the most surprising teams? The Vancouver Canucks. They're 10-6-2. They have 20 for, 22 points, and they're first in their division. Which division are they in? I don't know, dude. They're in the West. That's all I know. Good for them. They were con- they were supposed to be bad this year. Were they? A lot of people thought that they were going to have a tight traffic, but they're... Playing great hockey. Um, they're third in the NHL in goals scored. And they're led by a 19-year-old Elias Patterson. Paul, <laughs> what do you think of Elias Patterson? Save me. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, life preserver. No, I'm very, uh, very promising young talent. That's the way the NHL's going right now. Um. The big dogs are always going to produce, you know, the Tarasenko's and the Stamkos's, the Marshans, the Ovechkin's, this type of thing. But there's a very strong youth movement coming through the NHL right now. Uh, the Austin Matthews of the world, Pattersons, things like that. Um, 
And it's uh, it's shaping up to be a, a great transition into the next era of hockey. We've, are, are we've seen a lot of... Play? What? Are you surprised by the Canucks play? The Canucks play? Yeah. Mm, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think they... I would have had them pegged as a playoff pitcher team the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, they have talent. And hockey is one of those games where, even though it's a huge team sport and you only have 20 minutes ice time or whatever... One player makes a big difference. Is, One, he, is he a rookie? I'm not 100% sure. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I believe he played overseas. But, score update. 9-7. Was it Matt Burita? It was. I feel dirty for saying this. Go 49ers. Ew, gross. I don't want them to be yeah. able to draft high oh, enough to pick cool up Ram shirt. Up. Quick announcement. Uh, Stafford's grill... We had roaches. <laughs> so we had to close, but uh, coming down to River's Restaurant, uh, <laughs> we're, we're uh, anyway, got a gas line issue. <laughs> and would you consider Je- Travis Green Coach of the Year right now? Or? Hey, make, Peter. There's no assumptions on that. No? No. Hockey's one of those things. There's so much luck involved in hockey, more so than any other sport, by a long shot. Um, I mean, you look, at, you look at sports like baseball and basketball. Luck is like 1% of the game. Football, 15, 20 maybe. There's a lot of luck in hockey. Stanchions are built weird in the in the rink. Sometimes you just get a weird deflection off your own guy. That's all luck. If they could, well, not all luck, but there's a lot of If they play the same way they play right now all year, would you think he'd be named Coach of the Year? Mm. Or it's because you expect it that... I think if they can finish the top, I think if they can finish the top of the Pacific, he'll win Coach of the Year, but not if they make the playoffs. Because right. I mean, San Jose, Calgary, they're legitimate contenders. Anaheim's always a threat. They're not playing well right now. Well, didn't they lose uh, Anaheim has Kessler for a while? Yeah. Um, the Coyotes are a threat as of now. That might change, but all right. And this is the moment I've been waiting for. The Coyotes? The Coyotes. Okay. So on to baseball. (laughs) (laughs) They are playing unbelievable defense. They've only allowed 39 goals scored, and their penalty kill is 92%. Um, And they're not getting it. Like, their offense isn't really outstanding. You know, the top, the leader, I think, has like 11 points. I think it was like 43 to 39. It was that close in goal differential. But, like, just their defense is keeping them in game. And that's why they, they're 8-7-1. They've only played 16 games, Kyle. 11 points is a lot for them. They have 17 points. No, no, no. One player scoring 11 points. Yeah, but like the players that have like 20, 24, 25. We're talking about the Coyotes, Kyle. I know. They were bad last year. Yeah. They've been bad for quite a few years. <laughs> um, No, I mean, they're not. You know, if the season ends today, they're not a playoff team. But... Big step. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like the... You know, if the Browns in the NFL were to not finish from last from the AFC North, that kind of move. Looks like the only team that's ahead of them and goes against are the Predators with 35. And we all know how their defense is. Do we, Kyle? Yeah. Is their defense good? Can you name me one player that P.K. plays P.K. Subban. Who? P.K. Subban. Who? Kendall, who? <clears throat> is their defense good? P.K. Subban. <laughs> I don't understand this talk. Are we leading towards good or bad? Uh, they're really good. Okay. That's why they're in first place. They're a very physical team. 
Does that mean they punch a lot on the ice? No, they're just very hard hitting team. Nashville and Toronto are the only two teams in the NHL too that haven't lost a game in overtime. This is huge. Do That's... a lot of games going to overtime? Oh yeah, a lot. But it's five minutes of sudden death hockey, and then it's a shootout. So that means that they've either scored the goal in overtime or they won the shootout. And those are the things that add up quick because you still get a point for going into overtime and losing, but two points makes a big difference. Do you have any surprising teams that you're... Mm. Anybody, really. Can surprising be bad? The Bruins. And I'll tell you why. You look at a team that lost... Uh, They didn't lose anybody, Ken. So you guys didn't watch any hockey? I'll tell you a surprising team. Are they still looking? The Knights (laughs) suck after making it to the finals. So we're going to make new shirts, and we're going to remove the hockey stick and puck (laughs) from the shirt. We're just not going to talk about it anymore. We're going to talk about it. We're going to start our own podcast called A Guy and Half a Guy About Hockey. (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't get a chance to watch any hockey this week. I mean, the whole Metropolitan Division, really. I mean, Columbus is a a top dog, but... um, The Islanders... Yeah. Up, Mike? Listen, but listen the, here's the thing. Me uh, and Kendall have a standing appointment now every Wednesday night. We're either going to watch a basketball game no. or a hockey game. You should. Why don't, why, don't you, why don't you guys stay at your own separate houses and one watch a hockey game, one watch a basketball game? I don't have game. cable. Why can't they watch both? Or watch both together. Bring a TV over and then just put one on one TV and one on the other. I got to move our appointment this week, though. I have work. <laughs> Call out. You guys should make your appointments for Thursday. You can watch hockey, and then you can watch the second game of the TNT doubleheader. Redler, did you ever uh, tell them about my bitch about basketball that night? What? Do you not remember the little rant I went on? No. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. I hate this fucking dude in the Rover on Monday Night Football. It's like Booger the worst. McFarlane. Booger McFarlane. It's the Booger Mobile. Rebecca Booger. You don't know this, Booger? Me and him go way back. This is the best Monday Night game I've ever watched because it's muted. <laughs> the, the announcing crew on Monday Night Football it's this atrocious. year is horrible. Mm. Jason, Jason Witten is one and done. Jason Witten, Booger McFarland, I don't even know the other dude. Right, anyways. The Metropolitan Division. The Metropolitan. I mean, the Columbus Blue Jackets are a team to be reckoned with, but I mean, they only have 20 points, which, if they had 20 points in the Atlantic Division, they'd be second from last. Um, Philadelphia's playing decent. Um, Gritty really, you know, pumped him up. The Islanders, I'm, I'm not surprised about. But they're playing a little bit above expectations, I think, of at this point. Well, I know because as of last week, the Islanders were undefeated in, in the Metropolitan uh, Division, mm-hmm. and their goalie Thomas Grease had um, was had a one point eight five goal uh, save percentage, mm-hmm. which is pretty insane to think about. Like, like everything has to go right. The Rangers have potential to be a pretty bad team or a really good team. It's weird, but they're in the middle of the pack. Pittsburgh though, and Washington. 17 points a pop, which is... Um, Washington lost yesterday to Arizona. I think 4-1 to or 3-1. to Seeing the cup hangover, maybe. A lot of games. I mean... It's still it? early. It's still early, but a quarter of the, almost a quarter of the way through the season. No, that's the thing. It moves quick. Almost 20 games in. What about the most disappointing teams? Washington and Pittsburgh? Yeah. Nice. I mean, Chicago... Is always going to be a disappointment when they're, when they're playing this bad because of the star power they have on the team. Patrick Kane, Taze, Keith, Seabrook. But isn't Kane playing really well, though? Kane's playing really well. Taze is playing a lot better. They just don't have a other lines. That are... I think Crawford being back in between the pipes now that he's done from that almost year-long concussion 
thing. I think it's going to make a big difference. But I still don't see him as a playoff threat. But the Blues are not playing well. No, they're tied no, for they're last not. in that division. Um, and when you consider the run they went on last year, Vegas is absolute trash, too. Yeah. I have a question. But I think Vegas was more of a hype show than um, Mark than actually had a save percentage of under 90. Um, and he was averaging about two and a half goals against. Like, you had, He's not playing to his What did you say his save percentage was? Two and a half. Uh, 89. Two and a half percent. He's at 109. <laughs> I was like, so he's, he's stopping everything and then shooting pucks at himself. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, you need to be above 90, but you should be above 92 at this level. I, mean, I don't know if it's like the defense that's the problem or if it's just like him, but like they're not. Let me break it down for you in a way that you guys can understand. If he's only giving up two and a half goals a game, on average, that means that a team is teams are scoring two, then three, then two, then three. About, but he's only stopping eighty nine percent of the pucks, which means he's not seeing a large shot volume, which means that he's letting through pucks that he shouldn't be letting through. It's different, you know. If 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 you, when you play a team like you play the Blackhawks or the Bruins, you know, or Nashville. Sometimes, you know, I've seen games, I've seen Blackhawks-Bruins games where, like, total shot to, to, takes, bleh, total shots on goal was almost at 100. Marshan, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> He's but still you there. Gotta if, you, if you see 49 shots and you let in two of them, that's a big difference between seeing 20 shots and letting in two. Yeah? Mm-hmm. You see You see 20 shots and you let in two, your save percentage is 90%. Which... Isn't really that good, to be honest. Do you think it's like his old age, or flurry? Yeah. No, I think it's that the railing they took in the finals really kind of broke the team down. A short, a short um off short off season, but but he's done that before though. The other thing too is you got to remember is talented. Yes, all the players in the NHL look just like all the. Doesn't matter how much of a scrub someone like Nathan Peterman is in the NFL, he's going to beat you in flag football. Yes, he is. I don't know. He's going to beat you in flag football. He's in the NFL. You're on a semi-talk show. I think I could take him in well, the flag. But like, anyway, the Knights problem. They're all talented. The thing is, though, is you got to remember, almost every player on that team was a player that the team that they were on before was willing to part ways with. They, well, they were willing to part ways for a reason. Some of it's contractual. You know, we're paying this guy too much money and whatever. We don't want, you know, when the time comes, we don't want to re-up on him. But at the end of the day, for the most part, everyone was willing to give away these people for a reason. Well, also the Knights have, you know, um, they signed Max, uh, I can't say this fucking guy's name. Pacioretty? Yeah. He only had two goals as of last week. And That's really bad for this too. Paul Snatsy. It's missing two to three months with a lower back injury. Can we do an hour-long segment where you guys just say hockey names? Whatever. You've pitched right. that idea a few times. And I'll then, say hockey names. They also had Nate. We give I'll him first it, name. He has to give the last name. I'll make you a deal. <laughs> I'll hold the name up on a flashcard. If you pronounce it correctly, I will drink six shots of private stock. If you say it wrong, you drink one shot. Deal. I'll do this. Let's go. I don't give a shit as long as I get a ride home. And then uh, Nate Schmidt it was also suspended for the first 20 games. Do you think once they get all their players mm-hmm. back playing well, they'll be better or no? What Better, but not not playoff caliber. No. Okay. What do you do? 
seems excessive. Uh, he, um, enhanced drugs. Yeah. That seems excessive, 20 games. Is that a lot? Yeah. It's a quarter, it's of, the quarter of the season. And then another team that's disappointing in my eyes because they were so close to making the playoffs last year <coughs> with the Florida Panthers. Um, They added Mike Hoffman, and a lot of people thought they were going to make the push of going to the playoffs. But they're kind of like in a spot where they win one, they lose one, and they can't really get it done. They can't go on a long winning streak. You're probably the biggest news in hockey right now is the arena for Seattle is going to be done by 2020. Are they getting another team? They have to. Why? Because hey, they have 31 Mass, teams. Mass, we need you in that microphone. Oh. <laughs> Are they getting another team? <laughs> I was watching the game. But, I have a question. Hmm. And it has nothing to do with this conversation. It does have to do with hockey. Okay. <laughs> what is hockey? <laughs> Why isn't it round? <laughs> All right, I have I have two questions, but I can't remember the other one. <laughs> Real quick, before you get this question, you know who else has been playing pretty well so far this season? The other cane for the Sharks. The Vander Kane? Yeah. He's been playing pretty well. The black cane. Are they starting to play better as a unit? Yeah, I think they're third. Yeah. Second. I remember you told me they had like the best defense. Well, yeah, Carlson and Burns. But now they're starting to put it together. They've always, in my opinion, been a tale of two teams when it comes to offense. But Thornton, Thornton's good. Well, because I was like back to the previous conversation. I know the Panthers are out, are without Joey Luanga, uh, Lugango, whatever the fuck it is. Who? The goalie. Luongo. Joey Luongo, you know. Did I say that right? Logano. 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 Roberto. Roberto. Yeah, Roberto Luongo. I had it right in here. Joey Luongo. <laughs> he was in Friends, From right? Staten Island. <laughs> I had the name written down. Where's your cup? Uh, anyways, Where's your I'm, cup? I apologize. They're without, they're without him for a while. And the other two goalies aren't really playing well. The the, they're letting up a lot of goals. Um, and their power play, their power play offense is 10th worst in the NHL. That ain't gonna get it done. If you're if you have a significant advantage on the ice, you should be able to score goals. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you're at the bottom of the ladder, you're gonna keep losing games because you don't have enough firepower. Right, Devils Rita. have been surprising too. You have to have some. Every time we update it. What Two we minutes. Updating? Rebecca's like, I'm not doing the, the private stock. Yes, you are. Oh, San Francisco scored. And but was both, it Marita? Both goalies have save percentages under ninety. Hmm. So it's like they're a team that was supposed to be on the cuffs making the playoffs again, but they're not there. Do you consider that a disappointment or Sorry, repeat it. Sorry, I was looking at something. Like Florida. Do you think they're a disappointment or you think they're No. They're just whatever. Florida's one of those teams where, like, they're always going to be a surprise, never a disappointment. Does that make sense? It's like the Dolphins. The Dolphins win 10 games. Like, wow, that was great. The Dolphins lost 14 games. Yeah, Doesn't right. smell good. <laughs> and then the last team I have for the big disappointment are the St. Louis Blues. They went out. They signed a few guys. They just can't get it Blues. done. They lost again last night to Minnesota. I don't want to talk about the Blues. Yeah, Minnesota's. Minnesota's a force to be reckoned with. The division's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. That division has... Every, every team in that division can beat you on any given night. That's the thing. Except the Blues. No. Even the Blues. Because Vladimir Tarasenko might be 
the best pure sniper in hockey. I like. That's not even our worst private stock. You know, Rita's like dying over here. I think a big she reason. She looks just like her mother. I think a big reason for their poor play, though, is Jake Allen. His save percentage is under is under ninety. Kyle, do you ever notice is that, that bad? There's not a lot of talking going on that side. Of the yeah, game. I don't care about them. I'm on a roll. But next time I'm gonna write down a bunch of stuff. Then you'll see. But last year, (laughs) you're not right. But last year, (laughs) the Blues made a little comeback towards the end of the season, and that was because of Carter Hutton, you know. And then he he moved on. Um, where'd he go? Uh, Jake. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But Jake Allen was never really that good of a goalie. (laughs) He had the backup to produce to provide for him. I think he played like most of the game towards the stretch at the end of the season last year. Mm-hmm. <coughs> he was seven. He was seventeen and nine in his last twenty six games. He had a save percentage over ninety three percent. I think that's where the most of the success of, for the Blues went. And I think now that he's gone, they have to rely more on Jake Allen. Let me tell you. Or, I'll tell you. Let me see how much homework you did, Kyle. Hmm. I want to know what you think about the Vancouver Canucks' Chris Peters. I knew him. I did Patterson. I did. Well, what do do you think? He's good. Guess what position he plays. Forward. What is he? He's a left wing. That's forward. (laughs) Yeah, but he didn't specify. (laughs) He didn't specify. I didn't ask him to. Oh, All right, real he, quick he question. Should. He's on a sports show. Who's a defenseman? While, while they're talking, he's in their farm system. It's a trick question. Whatever. While well, they're talking it. about that, I what's know. a good save percentage? No, we're, we're he just said it. Shut the 80. fuck up, Chris. I need to understand hockey stats. He, he said ninety or better, right? Okay. Ninety serviceable. Ninety two is better. really good. Hmm, not really good. Ninety three is really good. Okay. Save percentage is a lot like your ERA. Okay. It's a big di- like. <laughs> if, your ERA, if your ERA is 3.2 versus 3.0, it's a big difference. So if your ERA is like 13, say, what would that translate to save percentage? 12. The bench. Not, yeah, not <laughs> the pine pony. <laughs> um, but, uh, but do you agree with that, what I have to say about the Blues? or? Well, Chris Peters is going to be a guy that's coming up next year. I don't think – hockey, you don't really see a lot of, like, huge potential – players, uh, prospects coming up in the middle of the season. Kind of like baseball. You don't really see it a lot. Like mm-hmm. You don't always see like a top prospect come up midway through a season. They usually earn their start, their start in spring, or spring yeah. training. Unless you're Ronald Acuna. This guy is going to make him really good. Yeah? Yeah. He is. You think he comes up this year? or? I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I think it depends on how the Canucks keep playing. How old is he? Mm-hmm. Is he younger than Patterson? 20? He's a little older. 20, yeah, I think he's 20, 19, 20. It's not good if you're a 32-year-old prospect. That's not true. <laughs> that's not true. Uh, Whedon was pretty good. Um, but um, he's – I'm trying to, like, figure out who I can equate it to. He's a defenseman that skates like Joe Thornton. Ooh. He's very good with his footwork, and his edges are fantastic. And – there is not one. There is. He's going to be the first of a new breed of defenseman. He's going. He's going to be a guy, whether he's an elite defenseman or not. That's going to be the stepping stone of future defensemen. 
There isn't. There are not defensemen like him in the NHL right now. The only sport I know is he like the new hybrid kind of linebacker. What? I don't know. I'll tell you what. That no. Saying, that statement. Like, no uh, question. Here's a guy has been ruined forever for me. Is it? You know, it's it's a, it's a normal sentence. And like Paul has been good points. Was I just think of Chris Collinsworth all the time. Here's a guy. <laughs> here's a you guy. want to suck his dick? <laughs> what? No. No question. Maybe. <laughs> just because I don't know. And Joe Thorne's still a shark. <laughs> and Joe Thorne's still a shark. Yeah. He never won a title, right? No. Hmm. Let the internet find to out. To be continued. Kyle, ask me a question. I dare you. Who's my favorite player in the Penguins? On the Penguins? Crosby. No. Nope. We've all known that. Malkin. No, no, no. Kyle lies. You know why? No. Because this is what he does, right? He, no, it's he, Malkin. He looks for a guy who's, you know, beyond the God, favorite All I can potential. think about is Chris Collinsworth right now because he's a guy. <laughs> now, here's a guy. Now, here's a guy. Not a very good invitation, but here we go anyways. I move in with my no, no, side. See, Paul's right. Listen, <laughs> because, yes, I like Sidney Crosby. Yes, I have a shirt and everything. But that's the only thing that they sell here. That's not true. Yes, go, it is. go to Modell. You just Malcolm said the church. first word that I understood. I've seen Malkin jerseys, but I haven't seen a Malkin shirt. Like, to me, I won't buy a hockey jersey if it's just because I'm not going to – I'm not – You might lose it, like, when someone buys you a jersey. Continue. No, you buy the most ridiculous sports jersey, you're just going to write no, off no, all hockey jerseys. No, no, that's not true. I buy the most ridiculous <laughs> sports jerseys. Oh, he had a Josh Freeman one. Can you buy a you know Colin Finnegan Rams jersey? I, I'm not it I hate you. him. <laughs> you already told us what your Christmas Will gift is. Will you buy a Tom Brady no, no, he's never, he's never won the championship. <laughs> no. He was drafted by Boston. I just wasn't sure. Well, I knew played. he was on Boston. I just didn't know. Yeah, he was pretty good in 06. Led the league in points and MVP. Pretty good. Pretty good year. Now let's go to players, Paul. Um, Where'd you get all that paper, Kyle? <laughs> uh, my GSWD notebook. Nice. His handy dandy. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle and I have a tree farm. Um, tree farm. You guys now, got a name? The best players. Hmm? Right now. You guys got a name? Oh, we do. What's the name? Or the farm? Tree farm. Anyways, um, it's catchy. So I have two players in mind. But, LLC. But they both play for the same team. Okay. They both play for the Avalanche. Ooh. So Dushin? Uh. No. <laughs> He's like looking at the paper like, I can't pronounce it, but I know it's not that. Um, the first player of mine. Spell it. Miko. Uh, Alonzo. Rainen. Okay. You know who I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. All right. So right now he leads the league in the, the entire league in points. Mm-hmm. He has, as of last week, he had 14 goals. No, he had four, 14 goals in five. Oh, no. Five goals and 19 assists. How many goals is it? <laughs> five. 14 games. Between 5 and 30. He had 5 goals and 19 assists. I believe he's the center for them. And then the other guy is Nathan McKinnon, um, who had 21 points. Um, The Avalanche are a wild card team right now. Do you see them making a push with those two powerhouse players to be like a 1 or 2 seed or no? 1 or 2 seed... In the, in the conference what? or the division? In the division. Mm, See, so making a two seed. I mean, they just knocked off the Oilers. Mm, I mean, oh wait, no, no, sorry, not a two seed. Um, it's tough. They're in a very bad division to not be elite. You got to figure they got to beat Nashville to be one. So no, they're not going to be a one. Um. 
Uh, I mean, the Blues and the Blackhawks are probably going to finish out their season the way they're playing it now. Yeah. 20 games is not a lot, but it's enough to kind of show your identity. Um, I mean, the Blackhawks right now are fucking struggling with the Hurricanes, who are just as bad as they are, pretty much. You don't always see a one tough. like that. And stuff. Colorado's got 19 points right now. So I was checking up the stats. They're at 19. And then they have the Predators, the Jets. Um, and just a quick question. Are the Jets' defense the reason why they're real good? Or or is it just all-around play? Um, I was reading the other day that the Jets' defense is among one of the best. Their defense is really good, but they set... They put the offense in the good setup positions. Yeah. It's, you know, like, try to put it into terms. It's like, it's like getting a turnover on their half of the football field. Like, like, like 2012 Seahawks. No. No. Would it even put them in really good position for them to score? Like... Get right into the mic there. That's good. <laughs> These are they're like weird analogies we're trying to do here. It's, uh, you know, it's, Please, you know what I'm saying? No, like, don't do it for our benefit. Please, give, give. like the chant, like the Ben Roethlisberger winning Steelers. Okay, that one. Okay. Which week? Like an offense that can get the job done, but they're not lights out. But the defense puts them in good positions to be okay. lights out. You know? Yeah. Um, it's a serviceable offense. Um, I think they can play well. I don't know if. The Avalanche, you know, Minnesota, I think Minnesota and Winnipeg and Colorado are all going to be in the mix for that third seed in the Central Division. Okay. But it's tough. I mean, the thing is, is it's two points is a lot different than one point. I mean, you go in and you play 10 straight games and you, you can go into overtime in all of them. But if you win them all, you have to walk away with 20 points. And if you lose them all, you come away with 10. And 10 points is a big difference. I mean, 10 points is the difference between a playoff team and not a playoff team. Chris, you are grounded. Now, all right. first sleepover, this video he just is so it. funny. <laughs> now, another question I have for you. Um, who is your MVP right now? Right now? Yeah. Like, like I know Connor McDavid's having a great year. Yeah. Um, I yeah. know that. I know Tavares is having a decent year. No, good year. Um But not gonna be like your Ovechkin or your Crosby. Hey, Mike <laughs> Well not right now yeah, yeah. talking, but yeah. there's still a pretty good chance. Yeah. You know what I'm saying though, like Mike in the Facebook live chat said go Nighthawks. <laughs> I mean, been, been gone for a while, but they can come back. <laughs> hey, you they bring a, they have a beer named after him. <laughs> they have a beer named after him. He's coming on with us uh, pretty soon. Because so. Connor McDavid hey, is like down, one Mike. of the sole reasons why the Islanders are playing so good. Yeah. Ah, I don't know. It's tough because the Maple Leafs like are, are in a good spot, even though Austin Matthews hurt. They still have Tavares. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like I can that. tell you that I think 
Patterson's probably going to win Rookie of the Year. That's probably going to happen. You know who's going to win the, the Zena Trophy, though? Gibson. Yeah. Where'd you play for, Kyle? Could you remind me what that uh, award is? Best goalie. Best goalie. Zena? Oh, he played for the Kings. Nope. That's quick, Kyle. Jonathan. Quick. Yeah, but I, I went to high to school with him. him. He, he's a duck. No one questioned it, so it's quack, true. Quack, 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 Mr. Duckworth. It's called the Zena Award? I guess. The Zena. Hmm. Who did you play for? I'm a faggot. No, it's the Ducks. Yikes. Is it? Yikes, yikes to that. And that's, <laughs> that's my heart trophy. <laughs> yeah. Should, should, should say that. <laughs> what, fuck? No, Kyle. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> it's like it never even happened. <laughs> what did I say? Nothing. Nothing. You're a great guy. Keep going. I hope I will probably stop. So. Okay. Hey, you did good homework, and you, we, you, we need to, I need to, you know, drop it up. Well, the Ducks are in a tough spot, though. You know, they don't have Kessler. He's out for a while. I think it was the other night where um, who, who had, somebody had a hat trick. Uh, was it? It was um, not Kessler. No, it was not, no, it's not who I was thinking of anyway. Was uh, it Keller? No. Paul? Hmm? No. Was it Keller that uh, had a hat trick? With an O. Beans with an O. I don't know. Cody Kessler's hurt, right? Yeah. Cody Kessler is a quarterback <laughs> for the Browns. He's also a hockey player, you faggot. No. Wow. So he did remember. Wow, it. that's harsh. So he did remember it. I apologize. With that. God. Listen. I'm, I'm going to drink one of his beers. He drank one of mine. We split it, but I'm having the rest of his. I apologize. But yeah, Cody Kessler, notably, you know. What team did he play for? He played for the Browns. Who did he play for now? Oh, he doesn't play. He does. He's on he, Jacksonville. He doesn't play. You got it right. No, he didn't. I, I'd give it did to Gibson right now. he start like two yeah. weeks ago? Yeah, he's got a 93% save percentage. He's allowed in two and a half goals a game. He's only got one shutout, and his record is about 500 in between the pipes, but. Not all his fault. No, not at all. <laughs> They're not scoring for him. Oh, no. That'll change, but right now. That's who I'd give it to, but that's also because I'm kind of a homer because I don't think goalies ever des- get the recognition they deserve in terms of MVP r- races. But, like, like all in all, all around player, would it be McDavid? Right now, probably McDavid. I'd probably give it to McDavid. Um, it's tough because MVP doesn't mean the most valuable player to their team. MVP means the most valuable player of a team that's going to the playoffs. So, you know, it, it's a shit award that, you know, honestly, to me, really doesn't mean anything in any sport. Honestly. You mean the quarterback award? It just, no, it just doesn't mean anything to me. I mean, you know, like, imagine if, like, imagine if the Saints, sorry, Jeff, it was just the first team I thought of. But imagine if the Saints in the NFL lost the rest of their games, but Drew Brees didn't throw a single pick through three touchdowns a game for 397 yards on average per game. He wouldn't win that. That's an MVP award. That's MVP award. He's the most valuable player. To, to, he was the most valuable player. He wouldn't but because they didn't make the playoffs, he won't win it. Score update. 10-10. to 10, Minute 50 left in the second quarter. My thing is, is the MVP award shouldn't go to a player just because your team's making the playoffs. Because the reason your team's making the playoffs is because your team as a, as a whole is better than all the other teams as a whole. I don't know much about hockey. Does the MVP award usually go to the biggest scorer? Goal, no, there's a separate award for that. There's an award for points. 
award for goals and award for MVP. Well, hi, or well, football usually the MVP award goes to the quarterback. Who does it usually go into? Not always. Hockey? Usually. Oh, you'd have to look back. I mean, do you know who won the MVP between 1966 and 1976? No. Well, I mean, neither do I, but I mean, we could factor that in. Yeah, I, but I, we're I mean, talking the, the last the past... 20 years. I guarantee okay. you that per- all perhaps probably Perhaps I, I, will, I will agree with that that statement. But <laughs> I, Who usually wins in hockey? What position? Is it, does it's, usually, it's usually a forward, okay. but it's not because of goals by any means. I mean, there's been guys that have won it that have scored – that haven't that have scored less than twenty goals, but they've you know amassed forty five assists, six, 50 assists, or you know forwards like a Jonathan Tate, for example, that go out and block a shot a game as a forward as a centerman. That's a big deal, you know. Um, so there's a little more. There's more stats in hockey because <coughs> in hockey you have to be able to play offense and defense. You have to. Now, How many teams are there in hockey? My opinion. Okay. My opinion, a team that can go on to the finals in the Western Conference is the Minnesota Wild. Because it's going to be Tampa Bay and Nashville. I'm always saying this for this reason. I watched the game last night, Minnesota-St. Louis. It was a replay on NHL Network. And every play, Minnesota was diving on the ice, blocking a shot. You know, they had an empty net. All three or four players in the net trying to block the shot. That's a team to me that proved that they want to win. Um, they want they want that trophy. Do you think that they can or? Mm, I have a question off of that. I think they can make the playoffs. I don't know how deep they can run. That's the problem. I don't know. It, it really depends on who's hot and who's not type of deal. And the other thing, too, is, is when you, when your team is diving around on the ice that much and blocking pucks, injuries stack up. Well, a player did get injured. I forgot who it was. And sometimes hockey injuries can be nasty. Sometimes, you know, because you got to think, in hockey, what part of your body are you not using in a game? The, the guy's shin you're skating, was shattered. You're skating. You're, you're, you know, you can't, have one, you can't have one arm. You can't break an arm and, and play hockey. I mean, you can continue playing, but once you're, the game's over and you're diagnosed, you're no longer going to play. But, you know, it's not like football where you can play with a broken hand or, you know. Well, my thing is, like, they have the heart to, like, want to stop every puck. Right. And that's, that, to me, that's a team that, that can go Hockey's far. a rough sport because it's the most physical sport of the four major sports in, in North America. But the injuries and all that stuff, you know, the, they're – they're just as severe as NFL injuries because you need so much of your body to play the game, but they don't have the luxury of an MLB season where, oh, I pulled my hammy, okay, set out four games, five games, whatever, you know, set out a week. You're going to miss five or six. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, you know, like MLB players are wusses or anything like that, but if you miss five games of a 162-game season, big fucking whoop. If you miss five games of a 16-game season, or even five games of an 82-game season, it's a much bigger deal. Which league has 82 games? NBA and NHL. You can't ask these questions on the air. You're on a sports show. you got to <laughs> pretend you know things. That's why they haven't talked about NHL, because they want to pretend they don't know things. <laughs> they know. I brought up some good points. Actually, I had a question, though, going yes. off of what uh, Sol said about the players diving at the net. Is that just representative of one game? I mean, like, I feel like that that happens often. You know, diving when, at the net. So he's describing, you know, more than the goalie. You know, 
getting in there. Well, no, he said it was an empty net. Okay, but perhaps let's imagine a, a situation similarly. I feel like that happens often. You know that you know trying to defend. I'm I'm not trying to no, just no, dispute no, what he's saying. saying. I agree. It's weird. It depends. I mean, I mean, there's players that are willing. You know, way back when in the good old days, you used to be able to throw your stick at the goal to prevent the goal from going in, <laughs> That's awesome. and it would be a penalty. And you'd be out for five minutes, uh, but it would still be no goal. Now they just allow the goal, just bullshit. <laughs> um, but so I mean, the heart is there. And then to 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 Solis's point, well, I was I just mean, asking if th- that occurrence is more frequent than not. Seeing people dive on the ice to block pucks is a more visual representation of it. But the, the Minnesota Wild are and have always been a team that are willing to drop to a knee to stop a puck. Players that are willing to you know, skate in front of a slap shot and take the puck to the chest to block it. Because the Minnesota Wild, as long as I've been watching the Blackhawks and Wild compete at the high level they have been, their whole mantra has always been, it doesn't matter how good our goalie is because if the puck doesn't get to him, he doesn't have to save it. Right. And they block a lot of shots. A lot. And knock on wood, they don't really pay a lot of prices for it, health-wise. Granted, pads are pretty thick. It's a pretty heavy yeah. piece of rubber coming at you, but they're an aggressive. You know that whole division is a relatively physical division, and to me, it's still an amazement that the Blackhawks were able to win three Stanley Cups in a division as physical as is it the as opinion? that because they're not a physical team. In the Blackhawks are not a hitting, fighting team. In your is opinion, it, most competitive division? Yeah, yeah, by far. Is it the best division in the NHL? Mm, I mean, talent wise, yes. I mean, it might not be the best statistically right now. I think that that could shift. But here's the deal. I mean, the Blackhawks and the Blues both have enough talent to put together 10, 12, 15-game win streaks right now. They have the talent. If they get on the right roll, figure some stuff out, they're on, they're, they, they, we could very easily see all those teams get 80 points. I feel like I could be wrong with my assessment. The Blackhawks and Blues are more similar <laughs> franchises than that of throwing the Wild in the mix. What do you mean similar franchises? Well, you're saying that the the Blackhawks are not as physical. The Wild and the Blues are more physical are more similar than more similar the Blackhawks because the Blues are physical. The Blues are a physical team. The Blues are a team that like to get dirty and fight. The Minnesota Wild, I'm said Timberwolves, are really fought so hard not to say it. The Minnesota <laughs> the Wild, Wild, the Minnesota Wild are a team that are going to block your shots and then they're going to hit you. I mean, I, I've seen. I can't tell you how many games I've seen in the playoffs where the Blackhawks have played the Blues, and they'll throw up a stat halfway through the third period. Oh, Blues are out hitting the Blackhawks 42-7. to Right. The Blackhawks is just not the team they are. They're not – They they the Blackhawks were always the team, and they're still – you know, maybe they need to change over a leaf. Who knows? But they've always been a team that's going to beat you with precision passing and capitalizing off your mistakes. You know, and it worked for them for a long time. So – but I think that division still has potential to be the most competitive division in, all, in hockey. I mean, like I said, I mean, you, you figure that the, the last place team has won three Stanley Cups in the past decade and has arguably the best puck handle slash goal scorer on the ice and arguably the one of the best centermen of current hockey. Not to mention, I think they have four of the top like 100 players of all time that ever play hockey on their team right now. I remember we talked about that that list. Yeah, yeah. And, and Crawford's no slouch either. So, like I said, 
they could put it together. But yeah. not not just them, the Blues too. Right. Any team in that division. I think Winnipeg's very good. I think the whole division is is very decent. Kyle, are you satisfied with our hockey talk? It was a little rough, but I'm very satisfied. Good. I'm glad. I think it was rough at all. You guys did a great job. Yeah. I mean should be we all did a great job. Listen, I'm Watch not, I'm, some hockey. I'm not Rebecca, denying, it's your fault. I'm not denying it. All right, we're going to go to break one more time. When we come back, we are going to do some of the MLB trade stuff. Uh, Mock has a segment he'd like to get into um, that Kendall's still thinking up a name for. And, we'll have it on the thing back. Yep. And then we're also going to do Riddler's rankings. It's been, it's been some time. And, uh, yeah, we will, we'll be back shortly. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. I want to reach out to him. Well, why did you do that? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> Welcome right. back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, is Cupcake the Riddler. Kendall's confusing as shit, and the rest of us are assholes. <laughs> I'm an asshole. Yeah. We are on the PPRN. Yeah, I was getting to you guys. These, these guys don't say a single fucking word for the entire hey, hockey listen. and just blow up <laughs> on my spot. Real quick. PPRN Radio! This is why we wear headphones. What? Why? So you know what's going on. I heard the, the I heard the buzzer. But then you said my name. Anyway, we're here on the PPRN Radio Network. The show has been a dumpster fire. Might be our last. We have to drink. (laughs) Our last of many. (laughs) (laughs) But Souls did a fantastic job preparing his homework for the NHL. In fact, you're my toast of excellence next week. Toast of excellence. Until I forget tomorrow. (laughs) Souls, uh... Well, we didn't come up with a topic for Riddler's Ranking. Someone's going to have to do that pretty quick. I have a topic for Riddler's okay, Ranking. Well, Souls, we're going to start another segment. This is a show segment, though, where uh, I'm going to start it as the host. The person who receives the award gets to be the person who gives it next week. So I'm giving you this week's, uh, I don't know, Beautiful Boozy Award. The Beautiful Boozy Award. How about for doing a great job preparing homework for NHL, which means you get to assign a shot of private stock to another member of the show. And then next week. <laughs> oh, Kendall! <laughs> and now next it's week. for you, you but I'll have some with you. Next week, you get to pick I'll the beautiful boozy. All right. And it could be at any point. Hey, you could Chris. do it at the beginning. You could just. The show could kick off. You could just be like, you know what, Kendall? I don't like the way you look. You win. It could be whatever. You're beautiful. But you're not a boozy. Not a boozy. Mm. Bad and boozy. More to that at the uh, party. So anyway. Um, yeah, so what was your topic for those rankings? Your, you, hey, hey, this is getting sports with drunk, not getting sports with ADD. Relax, relax. ADHD. I want to know your, your clutch kickers of the season so far. Not, not point scored, your clutch kickers. Guys who that you feel have really, you know. Well, anybody that plays for the Chargers? <laughs> no one. Cairo Santos. Remember Young Hoo <laughs> Honestly, no one. <laughs> Well, I mean, I felt as, uh, what's his face from um, from Dallas there? Kickers have kind of been tough this year because, I mean, he missed yeah, three I'm, in a row. He's honestly, missed some. You're clutch if you make it. <laughs> really, I mean, you have Dan Bailey, who's what, the second all time with percentage, shows up to Minnesota, starts shanking kicks. Tucker <laughs> and Crosby have both had multiple <laughs> games where they've been terrible. Tucker's only missed one, though. No, no. Tucker had a really bad game. I thought, oh, no, that was his extra point that he missed his first one. The extra point, yeah. And then he missed a field goal. Chris Boswell sucks. It's an intriguing topic. <laughs> yeah, I need more time because they've all missed. So let's pick a new one that we can do on the fly. Carlos right. Santos. You know what? 
Graham Gano with that uh, what was it, sixty-one yarder against right, so the Giants. One. <laughs> your your best bottom five quarterbacks, not the worst. Your guys like your middle of the road guys, like your the Andy Dalton line. Your, your fifteen through twenty guys. All right. <laughs> so I have to have a positive touchdown. At right number here, twenty, asterisk five. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give that to Jamarcus Russell. Well, we're talking active right now. Right now. Uh, so that'd be Joe Flacco. All right. Um, I mean, he's not like a bottom guy, but not he's inconsistent, and he, he's Good a quarterback point. that needs weapons. He, he doesn't. He doesn't make his weapons. He needs weapons, which to me automatically knocks you out of elite status, like right out of the get go. Um. Uh, are we talking like right now or just all time? Right now. All right. So number nineteen is Eli. All right. Um, he's just not been playing well this year. Again, not all his fault, but still, he's the quarterback. Um, number eighteen for me would be uh, Matthew Stafford. I just don't think he's been playing that well this year. I don't blame him a hundred percent for it, but again, he's a quarterback. He's been somewhat careless with the ball. Just not, you know, he still has weapons to throw touchdowns to. He's shown us time and again how many fourth quarter touchdown or fourth quarter comebacks he's provided with no name receivers. Um, the guy, you know, he just has better potential than that. Um, number fourteen for me would be hmm, sorry, sixteen. Number sixteen. I'm trying to think, Andy Dalton. Mm, no. No, that's Andy Dalton line. That's right. No, I wouldn't give it to Andy Dalton, no. He's, he's, he's played okay this year. He's higher than 15. Um, oh, man. You spit out four different numbers for this one ranking. Fuck off. Number 16. I don't know. This is tough. This is, this is, we need to start doing this with Russell Wilson. <laughs> Kendall. Hot take. Russell Wilson. No. Hey, we were late. I, I, I gave the topics. <laughs> yeah? Did you? These guys didn't. Yeah, they're not helping me at all either. They just stare at me. It's Riddler's we rankings. <laughs> Listen, I'm your guy on the fly. That's my job. I'll bail you out of anything. Alex Smith. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Just doesn't turn the ball over, but it doesn't score. <laughs> that's a good one. Good job, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you, Souls. And Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're you're the dual no, boozy beautiful. Right now, at least. Uh, 15 is uh, Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. I give him 15. I, I, I don't rank him higher than 15. And it, it's not a criticism of him. He just, you know, just still average. young. He's, I think he's on the above average side, but That's you know, good for, there's 32 uh, teams. Average would be 16. He's 15. I think he's on the above yeah. average side. He still has a lot of growing to do. Um, he's still, you know, he plays. Let me tell you something. That guy, much unlike much other quarterbacks, now, that guy's guy. lights out in the hurry up offense because he can't think about things. He just goes out there. He calls the play, looks through his progressions, and throws the football. Yeah. Runs up, does it again. When he's got to start thinking, and when blitzes have a chance to form and come after him, panics. That was Riddler's now. That's rank. <laughs> no, no, no. That was just the rankings. <laughs> I know. Soldier, what do you got for him? It worked in a while, though. All right. So we're going to do this. I wrote down 21 names. Okay. Um, Some suns in motion. Um, Every other. One's a free agent. The other one's a trade candidate. For the trades, I would like to hear like, like a what they what the like, what the trade would be. Just a quick one. Does that have to be for a player, or can it just be like for a position? 
My bad. Coming down. <laughs> Penny, um, Penny, the sky is falling. It, if, if you can think of a player, great. If not, it's okay. Okay. All right. That, that's really all I have for it. It's like. That's fine. Um, I like to put us to like name the team and everything. So we'll start off. No, no, no order. I just wrote them down. Okay. Number one being Bryce Harper. So this is a trade? No. Or what do you think he signs? Yeah, what do you think he signs? Bryce Harper signs with the Dodgers. Every other. So the first one free agent, then trade, then free. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was my bad. I will take the private stock because I wasn't listening at all. Oh, I got it. Um, you say the Dodgers? Why? The Dodgers have made it to the World Series two years in a row and locked the firepower to make it through to the World Series championship. Bryce Harper will provide them with an outfield option that will actually allow them to have a little bit of a semblance of defense and actually give them a little bit of firepower to overcome teams like the Red Sox and the Astros. Kyle's going to want you to have that. I don't think the Dodgers have the nearly enough money to bring them <laughs> in. They have the, the second highest salary in the league as it is. They, they want they can't afford $200 million. You're not wrong on that. They can't afford them. So you can take that private side. All the reasonings you said are right, but they can't afford them. Mark, what do you think? Uh, Harper. That's not good. <laughs> Harper's tough. Because, um, like, the thing is, teams are thinking about different positions more. Yeah. Um, I mean, for one, I think for him, financially, I think he was kind of foolish to turn down the 10-year deal. Because I don't think a lot of teams are going to offer him 10 I years. I don't think so either, but I just think he's over the Nationals. I, I, I agree. I don't think he, I think he wants to win rather than exactly. make money. Exactly. And I don't think he thinks he can win in Washington. I what I mean by I think instead of ten years, three hundred million, someone's going to give him five years, one hundred fifty million. He's going to make the same money, but the, you, we don't see those long term contracts really anymore. You know Not what? Since, uh, um, Albert Pujols. Yeah. Well, I mean, even A Rod. A Rod was the last. I mean, he had two. Was it two ten year contracts? Uh, it, Cano went to the Mariners and had a ten-year contract, and he's been absolute butts cheeks. He's been alright, but um, <laughs> he's been anus. <laughs> Har- Harper's tough. I mean, I-, I can honestly, I I can see him going to the Yankees or the Phillies because I think those are going to be the two teams that dangle the most money in front of them, and it's two teams like the Yankees. I mean, you know, we're just in the playoffs, and if the Phillies rebuild as quick as they think they're going to which they don't need to rebuild, um, that's going to be an up-and-coming team. Uh, if I have to make my prediction, I think he goes to the Phillies. Kendall? Kyle likes that. Uh, similarly, I struggle to know what uh, money-wise a lot of teams are at. Um, I, I know for a fact we were talking to you know, Mark and I exclusively have talked about how much money the Yankees are willing to spend on just about oh, anything. they're going to spend. And uh, I don't I don't not see him there. Um it's the type of thing they seem like they hey you're a player that's hot, and you know we can get a good return out of you. But the thing is, they don't have a position. I I, I agree, but I the think Yankees. They they're talking about him coming in to play first. Uh, I, so you don't want to waste that young of a talent. So I I totally agree, but I think the Yankees they they seem like a team though. They've made a history. If it doesn't matter if you're hitting yes, the ball, but in order to get Harper in New York, I'm sorry, someone has to go. Yes. Well, of course. Why, though? Of course. I, well, I'm, no, I'm not disagreeing, but well, why? Because get rid of Neil Walker. Fuck him. That doesn't matter. <laughs> well, that, that's that's a non-factor. So, if you bring in Bryce Harper, one, you're going to be well over the luxury tax. Yes. Okay. Two, in order for him to be a play there, that, then you either have to move Stan, 
I don't think Harper can play first. Why not? It's just, it's. I'm not saying that he can't. I'm saying that like I don't think he wants to. I think he literally wants to be an outfielder. I don't think he's willing to at this young age to give up the outfield. I think, and honestly, I think putting him at first is a waste of his potential as a defensive player. If they didn't resign Gardner to a one-year deal, Gar- Gardner's a fourth outfielder. He's not an everyday. You player. can put him in center. That would make sense. But then your outfield's like, because eh. Stanton and Judge are good, but they're not elite outfield, like defensively wise. Well, right. And, I gotcha. That's fair. They have, they have cannons on them, but they're not ball trackers. They're not. They're not going to make a ridiculous like Harper, play. Harper's a good corner outfielder because he has an arm. He didn't have the range to be a center fielder. I. We all watched him in Philadelphia. It was a fly ball hit by Odubel Herrera that he couldn't get to. That most center fielders that would have got to it. Yeah. You know who would have got to it? Adam Eaton or Ben Revere. Do we ever see a scenario where that Stan is just a DH or Dwayne Weiss? Yes, but also he's too young to commit to that position. I think well, he's still young, but you, you think he's un, you're, you're saying he's unwilling to commit. to I that? think he's that type of player that will not play well in the DH spot. He needs to be in the game every moment in order I think to be so. good. Like it, it's just it's a weird. It's now, a weird are, you, thing. are you saying that just because of his performance in one year? In no, New York? I'm saying that in general. When he was in Miami and he hit those 58 home runs. Well, he was locked in all across, all yes. across the board. Well, I think a lot of it too has to do with, especially as a younger player, not just Stanton, but I think He's all younger focused. players. It will. It's a routine thing. You have your routine. You go yeah. out. You play whatever position you're playing. You get. You know. You go to the dugout. You. You know. You probably put your helmet or you, you know your helmet and your bat away if you're if you're batting or your gloves or whatever away, and then you know you grab your cap and your bat your your glove. You probably take the same routine out to them wherever on the field. You know, you do the same warm-up routine, and then you lock in, and you go through the same thing. You check your, you know, your player cards and all that stuff. It's a, it's a routine thing, even though it's different every inning. It's still a routine. And once you start getting out of that, and you start sitting on the bench in between hits, it gives you know, it's I don't know, just, you know, it's to go off what he said. And I think it, it, the other thing too is I think for someone like Stanton, somebody who has the potential to hit a lot of home runs, but also like a um, Jose Abreu put the ball in play a lot too, like you know, actually make big hits that aren't over the fence, um, like Judge, you know, those types of players. It gives you playing in the field. It doesn't give you the opportunity to overthink plate appearances, because if you're at the plate and you're over two with two strikeouts. If you're going to the bench while everybody else is playing defense, all you're doing is thinking about why yeah. you struck out twice, and instead of adjusting it, you're getting frustrated with it. Whereas if you have to go out and play defense, now your mind is like, okay, I got to yeah. play defense, I got to get better. And then when you're up to the plate, there was never two other plate appearances. You're up here, this is a whole new batting. And or, I, you know. I totally agree with everything you guys are saying. I just feel the Yankees are spend first, plan later. Yeah, I, I honestly, I think this offseason. Now, don't get me wrong, I, I would love Bryce Harper on the Yankees. I don't think they need to bring him in. There, there's other needs on the team they need to fill. Pitching. But um, the we're, we're going to see the Yankees spend a lot of money. Um, especially the Red Sox just won a World Series. <laughs> the Yankees are going to be spending. Just the thing that Paul said was the exact thing I was going to say. Um, as a DH, you, there's too much time to think about it. Yeah, you have to be. It, it works for somebody like Ortiz, somebody who's not going to hang their head. If, if Ortiz struck out, he's not going to sit there the entire defensive inning and think about his strikeout or think about. What could he have done differently? Who, who He's going to talk about being the DH Harper. No, no Stanton. No, no, I, I suggested Stanton to fill a place. But that's for the Harper. thing is, that just Stanton has. It, it, 
not he has too much oh, immaturity mess. as a player. Well, he played to, a lot of. He was the DH for most of the year this year. Yes, he played a lot but, of DH. But the thing is, he had the opportunity to play the field. But I think the game that he played the field, his batting average was a lot better. He's um, still going to hit home runs as a DH, but he's not going to do the Jose Abreu, the I think we're Judge see type hitting. You know, next season I think we're going to see their Stanton or Judge transition to left. And I think to they keep be them judge. both. To, I think so too. That's a whole other topic. I think so too. But my opinion, Bryce Harper is going to become a Philly. It makes too much sense for him not Homer. to. They have they have the money, and they and they want to win now. They they're tired of losing. They want to win now. They're they in that mindset. I understand, but they haven't been losing for that long. They're losing since 2011. Think about it, six years. They're that's tired of it. That's not that long of a time. It just doesn't seem like that long because they started off so well this year, but then they tanked out. Yeah. But in general, that's not a long time. But they, they believe they have the talent to and, win and I, now. I agree. It is, it is a win-now team, but I mean, it's not like it's been 15 years. No, but, but you know what I'm saying, though. Like, I, uh, yes, they, they want to make the playoffs. They want to make the next step. Who do we got next? All right. This is a trade. Madison Bumgarner. I'll lead it off. I believe that the San Francisco Giants will trade Bumgarner to the New York Yankees. I agree. That is in a package for Clinton Frazier, Sheffield, another top prospect. Like maybe even Miguel Andahar. Because what's they won't on, trade Andahar. What's, I don't think so either, but what's left on Bumgarner's deal? Yeah, two years. I mean that's high for For yes, I get it. His injuries in the last few years have hindered him. But the Yankees are looking for a top of the line rotation starter. Oh yeah. And you give away at least those two prospects, Frazier and Sheffield, you can get them for you can get them with those two. Yes. But I, I believe the Giants are gonna want a little bit more. I don't know what else. I, I don't think the Yankees are gonna be willing to give up Induhar. No, not at all. I really don't. I mean, unless if, if Bumgarner was I, I know he's not old, but if he was a younger player with more years of team control, then yes, I think they would. But for a guy with just two years left who's Again, he's not old, but I, I don't think. I think those two players are the, the first two. Yes, I think they would do that. Um, I just feel like that would be the perfect fit for him. He's a ground ball pitcher. He's not a strikeout guy anymore, but he is a ground ball pitcher. He's not a guy that's going to give you five balls in Yankee Stadium. Do not want a five ball pitcher. No, no. and that to me makes the most perfect sense. I I agree. I I think the Yankees make a move for score update Bumgarner. real quick. Uh, San Francisco thirteen ten right now over the Giants. How much time left in that game? Twelve forty eight left in the third. Third, okay. Uh, so here's a thought in my head, and this kind of with no basis whatsoever. Um, Bumgarner uh, was saying he's older, kind of not the guy he was. Still, still very good player. Perhaps going to a National League team for prospects. How about like a, a team like perhaps like Cincinnati? Uh, just a Great team jerseys. that really you know give him the private stock. Why do you disagree with that? Why? Because Cincinnati is well, well beyond the point of where they need Madison Bumgarner. If Madison Bumgarner gets traded, it's to a contender. You feel? I mean, why do you feel it's entirely for a contender, though? Because How many times have we seen a player who's you know still you know perhaps elite status has gone on to just a, a team? Yes, just for... that's in a signing situation. If the Giants were going to trade him, it'd be to a Yankees who's trying to get there, Houston to upgrade their rotation. Or like an or Jesus, yeah, but they they got lost Keiko. I know, I know. Or like Atlanta. So why is it exclusively that situation? Because those are teams that'll pay the most. Yes, Cincinnati feels like they are in a spot where they they don't need to trade anybody. They could go out and sign like a low wage free agent 
like a I'm not saying he's not a free agent, but like a Todd Frazier. He right, makes so, hold, sense. so hold on. Perhaps let's say not in Cincinnati, but I I disagree with that. What you're saying that he has to go to a contender. He doesn't I, have to. He doesn't have to. Cincinnati just came to mind because it's a team that's kind of like you said is not perhaps going anywhere right now. But you know, perhaps it's something like you know, hey, maybe maybe San Francisco is thinking, hey, perhaps maybe we get something you know to build upon. I I agree with that, but in the mindset of Madison Bumgarner, you got to believe that he only had three to four years left. Oh, no so trade? my so do you believe? Honestly, do you believe? Do you believe Cincinnati? No. Do you believe Cincinnati? In the four no. years, okay. Do you think Cincinnati has has any way to move up in the standing with a young so, Milwaukee team? Chicago, who's still very young. So the the point no. I'm making is is this: it doesn't have to be okay. Uh, so I, I, I said Cincinnati because I thought of a team that perhaps is not in a position that to win right now. If we said but Milwaukee, hundred percent agree with. Oh, that was mine. That's the thing. It, it doesn't have be, to be a I was contender. Say he goes to so Milwaukee I agree. Cause... It doesn't have to be, but a contending team would pay more than a team almost like well, rebuilding. But, but, uh, so Cincinnati is perhaps a poor example. But we're talking about perhaps a team on the cusp. Okay. Okay. So I mean. I, not to use Milwaukee because you know that's well, mine, right? Exactly. To, but I was uh, going to say that some sort of package involving either Keston Herrera or Corey Ray. Okay. One of one of the. I mean, they're not going to give up both. They could easily give up both. I think they could, but I think they would try to dance around giving up one and other potential prospects. But I think I think both those prospects would be a fair trade for Bumgarner, but and I, I think that they're an ace away from being that push. Agreed. I could see He's been him for a long time, Dick. staying in in the NL. You know, perhaps a team on the cusp. Perhaps the the, the, the Bengals, by God, the Reds are not the team, but a team on the cusp that are willing to kind of give up prospects for a guy. Like a, like a Colorado. Perhaps a Colorado. I mean, I, I don't really, like I said, I don't know what they're, they're in a position to give up. You know, I don't know if they care about keeping a guy in the division. I don't know if they care about that or not. So I don't think they don't care the Dodgers. Anybody else would think they're fine. Right. Paul? Um, what? Oh, I had something else to say. Um, so mine was going to be, granted, their um, top uh, prospect to give up would be Victor Robles. But considering that he's going to fill in for Bryce Harper now that he's not coming back, I wouldn't be surprised if he went to the Nationals either. I think it would be tough for them to find the right prospects to give. But I don't. I think that the Nationals still believe that they still have at least one more year of owning that division in them. And instead of trying to do a bigger overhaul of the bullpen, just insert Bumgarner between Scherzer and Strasburg and go the three-ace option. I can understand what you're thinking, but in my opinion, I think the Nationals are done. Yeah, I think I, their I think time so is too. over. Because you're losing Harper. Look, I didn't say that they were going to do it. I just I think that they no, feel I, they still – you know, I, still, I think that they feel that – you know, the, the, the Phillies still aren't ready, given that the way that they went from being lights out to just completely blackout. The Mets are still not ready to be that team, you know, lights out all season long type of thing. Uh, you know, I don't I, 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 know, I don't know what your take on it, but do you think the Braves are going to be as good as they were? It's tough. You, you I don't see what I'm so. saying, though? But it's like, so it's Very like tough team. the Nationals, I, I feel like the Nationals would back. still feel like on paper they do, they have enough hitting and defensive depth to give one more year run at it and you know if they could find the prospects to give up for Bumgarner and then if it doesn't work out for him rebuild because like you said it's two years yeah. for Bumgarner you got everything I had. well another team that makes sense just a quick thought 
would be the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. They're they're right there. You know, they're just, they're always right there. They're 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 a number one away from being in that mix. I agree, but I still think that they need a little I just don't I don't think they're willing to trade the prospects. No, absolutely not. And they need a little bit more. I'd love to see the Cardinals start winning that division again. Um Yes, please. Change change a new player. Manny Machado, I'll lead it off. I wanna lead it off. All right. Yankees. No. I think he goes to the Yankees. I think so too, and I, I don't want him, but I don't think him and Harper both go to the Yankees. I don't think him and Harper go to the same team at all. Um, I think if they were to go to the same team, it would either be the Phillies or quietly the White Sox. I think those are the only two teams that really have the resources to get those two people on a longer-term deal and actually utilize them because the White Sox have up-and-coming prospects. The Phillies have already proven their prospects are ready to start winning. Um, But I think that that Machado is a better fit for the Yankees than Harper. Um, I just think that it has – there's – Less to do about the outfield situations. Machado's not playing the outfield. He's not playing first. He's going to play third. The Yankees need a third baseman. He's playing short. Or short, either way. They need both of those. We we only need a shortstop for the first half of the season until Didi comes back. I, right. Personally, I'd rather have Didi over Machado. He's cheaper, yes. and he's still effective. Machado <sighs> is an is Who's your third ad- baseman? And Duhar. And, and Machado won't go back to third. Um, no, he wants to play Machado shortstop. to me is he's going to make a lot of money and he's just going to be a headache for a team. Absolutely. I, I I don't really care for Machado. I hope the Yankees don't sign him, but they're probably going to. I really think it's going to end up being that Harper ends up at the Yankees and then Machado ends up at the Phillies. That's just how I see it shaking out. That's the point I was going to make. It's kind of like one or the other, I feel. it's got. I mean, one's going to the Yankees, one's going to the Phillies. Yankees right, have and, already and, said that they don't want Machado, at least during the World Series, they didn't win. You know, they so they were being, just calling about him. With that being said, I, I could see Machado going to the Phillies. Machado to Philadelphia makes too much sense. We need a shortstop. I'm, I'm not. It's just funny. It just makes too much sense. <laughs> well, well, just, Every right. player. It would be too <laughs> perfect. <laughs> hear me out. Hear me out. Barry okay. Bonds, too much sense. <laughs> hear me out. See, I don't think with the, for the same. I don't think Machado would end up in the White Sox because I think the White Sox are, are sold on Tim Anderson as their shortstop. The Phillies don't have a shortstop. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't. You know. The thing is, is the White Sox. I keep seeing their name, name pop up in in potential landing spots for both these players. I just don't think either of them would want to go play for Chicago. That's the way it is. I think they'd want to either play for Philly or New York. Like the big thing about this signing, one, the Machado already expressed interest in playing for Philadelphia. Yes. Okay. Two, I think Machado would play hard for Philadelphia because one, their fans are fucking douchebags. Yes. I'll be the first one to admit it. Every if you go to any Philadelphia event, if you play like shit, they will fucking you will hear it. Philadelphia well, is the town that threw uh, snowballs at Santa Claus. Yeah. No, they're just they're, their fan base isn't, isn't what have you done for me, it's what have you done for me lately. That's their whole fan base. No Philadelphia Eagles fan remembers what happened in February. They just remember what happened last night on Sunday Night And Football. I think that Manny Machado playing shortstop. Because Scott Kingery is good, but he's a second baseman. Trey Cesar Hernandez away, don't fucking care. You bring Manny Machado in, there's your three-hitter. You got Hoskins at four. Herrera, too. You have protection right there. Machado to me makes a lot of sense. You, if you, days you need to go to the, I don't think Franco comes back. If you needed to play my third, you could play my third. It doesn't matter. Machado's a very good talent. I think he ends up in Philadelphia. He, he is. I, I just don't, I don't like those head case players. Exactly. He was, he was only a head case for that playoff. That's not true. No. He's, he was a head case in yeah. Baltimore. 
he just want to get the fuck out of Baltimore. But he was a head case his whole career in Baltimore. But that doesn't matter. What if the Phillies start sucking? They're going to regret that contract in a heartbeat if he starts becoming a head case there. They already said that they don't care about what happened. They care about what's going to be better for them. And I honestly think with that small ballpark and his ability Machado's to base... best fit is definitely in Philadelphia. There's no question. All right. All right. We're going to trade? On. Move on. Sonny Gray. <laughs> Sonny Gray needs Anywhere, to get the fuck out care. of New York. Get rid of him. <laughs> you know what? He needs to go to a small town team. That's I, what he needs. You're right. I think yeah. you guys are completely wrong about him. Uh, a trade to Milwaukee. A trade to Arizona. Awesome. Yes. A trade the to fi- even the Philadelphia. The Phillies just make the perfect <laughs> sense. He's not a bad pitcher. That's the thing. He's not. He can't handle big market He can be a, four, a three or four in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, we'll give you Carlos Santana. Straight up trade. Makes sense for both parties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Kyle, send that in. <laughs> I'm willing. I am willing as a Philly fan to give Carl Santana, put Reese Hodgson back at first, and you know what? I'll take a chance on a th- on a potential one starter becoming of what he used to be. Sonny Gray to me is is another one of those. We we've seen it before. An, an athletics player that leaves the athletics and is not that good. He's he's Zach Ranky. He doesn't want to play for a big time market. So here's a prediction from me, with absolutely no basis. <laughs> Back to Oakland. Makes a lot of sense. Back to Oakland. I'm not saying you're it wrong. It makes too much sense. That makes a lot of sense, Kendall. I mean, I don't, I don't know exactly. I mean, we're talking about the Yankees looking for, you know, not a, not an outfielder per se, uh, but looking for a guy to, to you know play what? third. If the Yankees uh, get anybody, it'd be a low-tier prospect. Like, I don't think the Phillies would trade Carlos Santana straight up for him, but they could because Carlos Santana is kind of like out of his position. We have Reese Hoskins. They want to put him back at first. That makes sense. But if he was going to go back to Oakland, a low-tier prospect or like a bullpen guy makes a lot of sense. How old is Sonny Gray now? Like 28. Yeah, 28, 29. So, I mean, he's not, he's not done by no. any stretch of the imagination. I just he's don't think he can play in New York. No, he it's can't. Just those guys. Just those guys. I think he's a five-ball pitcher, and being in New York does not benefit him at all. No. It was, he, he also did not pitch well at home. I mean, he was on the road. He was fine. I mean, he, he when was a you're service out guy of New road, York, but but he, he, at a, home he, he couldn't pitch. Pitcher. Giants are down twenty ten. All right. Oh, are they you really? Think, you think Derek Johnson's signing or you know joining the Reds could have anything to do with him going there? No. <laughs> I just think the Reds are okay where they are, and if they make any moves, I'm just saying. I, I I was looking. At, I kind of peeked at your list because I. Obviously, baseball is my weakest point, and I saw the name, and I looked at it, and when I was looking up, like, you know, potential landing spots for Sonny Gray, I I read the first 40 articles, and the first 38 of them said Reds. Makes a lot of sense. Because they need a, it, they're a team that can trade, like, like a Rossiel Glacius for Sonny Gray. Like, if they got Rossiel Glacius to upgrade the bullpen a little bit, because you're probably going to lose Zach Britton. He wants to be a closer. All right, we got to get going. We're at ten. We're at ten ten already. We're not even halfway. Well, right. listen, can we do how many you have on the list? I have a lot. Well, let's do a couple. We can do some next week. Well, I mean, the next one we'll get away with pretty quickly. Um, Patrick Corbin. Uh, I think on, personally he stays in, in Arizona. Give me a second. Hmm? I think he stays put in Arizona. We have like a half hour. Dry heat. That's right. He's got, Dry a, good, heat. He's got a good point. We have a half hour. Corbin's so going to okay. go to the Yankees. I don't know. The Phillies are a perfect fit. <laughs> it <laughs> just makes, makes too much sense. sense. No, you, you laugh, but they've been looking for a left-handed starter for a long period of time. 
He's a ground ball pitcher. Which works perfectly in Yankee Stadium. So, so we're gonna name this segment. Who's playing for the Phillies <laughs> next year? <laughs> <laughs> the and New York Phillies. The Phillies because they have so much money. Phillies and the Yankees. About Yankee Stadium played Arizona. Arizona. Almost everybody on this list. But if Arizona decides to trade everybody, then obviously it's not gonna be. Like All right, that. here's uh, my fire take for the year, and I have no basis like Kendall. Angels are gonna get rid of um, Mike Trout. Listen, oh, I've been saying that for weeks. Listen, that's so far down my list. I, I think he gets traded next year. Real quick, so let's move on. Move on. Uh, any possibility you ever see him with the Marlins? Who? Corbin. Yeah. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have a ton of money. And well, I mean, sort of my thing, I mean, a guy doesn't really let him add, but he doesn't detract from that team. I don't know, really know what the, the <sighs> Diamondbacks would get out of it. <laughs> Miami is desperate. For, for, for anything. <laughs> ever since the death of Jose Fernandez, they've given up on that team. Yeah, they're in a rough spot. J2 Amuto probably going to get traded. It's just a lot of shit going on. But that's for another debate. What um, else you got? James Paxson, trade. I've heard a lot of names for the Yankees. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. They need a left-handed starter. I don't know how hard, how hard they are on Jay Hat, bringing him back. I think, I think they're going to bring Hat back. Just to, just to face the Red Sox, really. But I think Hap comes back. Probably yeah, I'm not like going to lose with him. It's like... I, I think Hap comes back on like a one, two-year deal. They'll, they'll keep him around. Because he, he pitched well for the Yankees. <laughs> I'll give you one. One-year I mean, deal. <laughs> I mean, really, like he played well. Um, I think they'll try and keep him around. My opinion, Jim Paxton, go to the Cardinals. Because I'm not opposed to it. That they, like I said before, they're a starter away. And they have the pieces to give up. We're in the ro- rotation. But Cardinals have, for a long time, loved to just groom their prospects and just go up. Yeah, I think I think it's now or never for them. I don't think so. I really, really don't. Well, the Cardinals always seem to find a way. Like traditionally, it was in the system. It hasn't been that way recently. But it seems like you know. Yeah, but it re- hasn't been that way recently for what four years? Or well, I'm saying like in the in, in the past five years, it's kind of been the the out. The out reasoning. I mean, exactly. I, I think they're they getting they rid to... of. Uh... Fuck, what's his name? Who was their general manager they just hired? The, the GM? Uh, yeah. I can't remember. Who. Anyway, uh, I'm yeah, a bad Cardinals you know. fan. No, no, no. Uh, anyways, I, mean... I personally I believe he goes either. I go to. I think he goes to the NL Central. St. Louis or Chicago? Got to please not Chicago. Um, Dallas Keuchel just turned down the qualifying offer from Houston. Which everyone turns that down. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he returned. I don't, I, think, don't. I don't think Houston showed any interest in bringing him back. Well, you know, it's crappy for him because, like, he was the guy, and now he's not the guy anymore. I think he, he, want, he feels, and he can be the guy somewhere he's 30. else. He's 30. Well, I think he does have, like, I'll say a season or two left of dominance. I, I think he's the new Jake Arrieta. A guy coming off playing well. But I mean, Arietta left the Cubs, and he he's been Average. fine, but he's not what he was. I think we'll see one more good year of yeah, Keiko. But that's what I mean. Like Arietta wasn't bad. It's just he he wasn't the same guy he was with the Cubs. Um, so either going to the Yankees, which is a trend, the Yankees or the Phillies. No, no, not the Phillies. <laughs> I don't think the Phillies are touching. No, Yankees or the Mariners. I think the Mariners oh God, are one of the best. Imagine with a shaved beard. I think he was one of the best offense. I think the Mariners are one of the best offensive teams in baseball last year, but their pitching was atrocious. And they could have, they could really benefit from. But yeah, the only thing I have with that, and the managers are, are willing to let go of everybody. You think they really are. They're on the fire next season on the Mariners. Yes, 
if he doesn't finish him in Seattle, then they did him wrong. I agree. I agree. I'm just, I'm just asking. Like, Dallas Keuchel's tough because I honestly don't know. Like, he's a guy. I think he'll get a three, four year deal. I he he could go to the Reds. He's one of the guys I think will go to the. Well, now we can go to the Reds. He'll, he'll go. <laughs> no, to the Reds. I, I, it just makes too much sense. I our discussion before. I, I agree. With, I I threw out that team. Yeah, no, it's, I know, it's I kind know. of a he's whatever got the position. Ring. I think he's going to go for the money. Now. And you know, I think I definitely see him in an NL team. I I, I can I can see it. You know what, San Diego. They've been it's paying a, these guys left and right. They haven't been able to fucking get a team together. I think he makes. <laughs> San Diego proves to be doing nothing fast. Yeah, and they have the money to the waste. Yeah, I think they go to San Diego. To be honest with you. Um, next guy. This is a trade. Yeah. Um, it's only because I read it. Chris Bryant. The Cubs Chris said Bryant they weren't to trade him. anybody. Yeah, I, I saw him. Well, well, the I think the thing you're talking. Epstein said nobody's untouchable. He's like that. That's a stupid way to even. Think because I think he stays. If he wants to get traded, it makes sense. Come on, Boston <laughs> makes too much sense. Boston, they have a lot of prospects, and they they have them under contract for a few years. Yeah. And the third base one is Eduardo Nunez and Rafael Devers. You get Chris Devers. I mean Chris Bryant. I'm sorry, that team's unstoppable. The uh, the only reason. I, I agree with everything you said. The only reason I say no is because he would be a couple a two year rental. He's not. They're not going to be able to resign him. They're already talking that they're not going to be able to resign Bogarts. They think he's going to walk. Mm-hmm. You got Sale coming up. You have Betts coming up. You have Ben Attendee coming up. You have all these guys that they have to focus money on. I mean, bringing in Chris Bryant, sure, we'll probably bring him. To it'll be good for the yeah. team, but I, I don't think they would want to give up Devers. A guy that's under team control till what twenty twenty three? It's, it's just it's just a could. tough spot. They could. I mean, he, like I said, I don't think he moves. He if would it be was, a good fit. Real quick, it, I just want to hear your opinion. This team dropped on my head just out of the blue. I don't know who they'd give up for him. What about a team like the Rangers? Yeah, I, I look at the third base. What it was, Jorgensen Profar, Joey Gallo, Joey Gallo. Is uh, not in short. He's everywhere. He mostly played third. So, Joey Gallo is not like a guy you ever foresee in being in a fixed position. I do, but I don't think the Rangers have the, enough prospects to get. So it's like think, Mike Trout, man. It's like you have to get up the farm for this kid. I agree. So you feel the Ran- I mean, I, I, I agree with a lot with what you're saying. But you think the Rangers don't have like a the guy- White Sox to get Chris Bryant because they have the farm, but it, it's just tough. So you you feel there's not an active player currently that you can give for Chris Bryant? No, anywhere. No. No. I also don't think okay. the White Sox would give up the farm for Chris Bryant. They'd rather just give him a shot of the money. Yeah. There's uh, one player, or if it wasn't an intense rivalry, I could see them trading him to the Cardinals if it wasn't for the rivalry. They have Jerko, who's still on his rookie deal that could go. He's playing great third base right now. They could give up some of the farm team. But again, like you said, it would be the rental. <sighs> He'd also be an inter-rivalry uh, trade. So, I mean, it's not likely, Move but on. it could happen. Everybody to the Pirates. Move on. <laughs> Craig Kimbrell. Declined his qualifying offer. His agent's an idiot. Um, Just throwing that out there. He was linked to the Phillies, but I don't think the Phillies are really going to focus on the closer role. Um, I think he stays put. I don't think so. No? Hey, we've seen this before. He goes to the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you why. K-Rod. Guy 
been dominant for a while. The Mets just make a foolish decision. Don't think they need a Kimbrel. So they sign him for no reason. And uh, he gives us, you know, 44 saves. And then, you know, hits his father-in-law. I agree <laughs> with the division. I think he goes to Atlanta. To where? Atlanta. Oh. Back? Yeah, I think it was back. Goes back to Atlanta. He the, could. They're uh, desperate. They're in a win now mode. They got. To, they got to the playoffs. Their bullpen's not strong. They're gonna have to overpay the shit out of them, though. They're willing to do you it. You don't think so? I, I think every, anyone, money. whoever signs Kimbrel's gonna overpay him. He he just won a World Series as a closer. <laughs> He's gonna get overpaid. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he pitched that well if in he the goes, playoffs. If he goes to a win now team, do you think he takes the opportunity for another ring to get over getting paid? No. Nope. Uh, got the That's all he kept. So Atlanta was bad for so long. Atlanta, like if he goes to the Braves, he's comfortable. It's not, he he got the hardware. They got they got the seven eight nine guy. The thing with closers too is it can be a it, short window. It's a short window. Mm-hmm. You you sometimes only have that one chance to make to make uh, your. How nut. many guys yeah. have we seen who've been dominant? You know, it just it's. Uh, hot take: Chapman is not going to be the form that he was. He's falling off a cliff. Eric Hanna yeah. too. Yeah. But it is what it is. Number ten, I got Carlos Santana. I already said my view on him. I honestly think if the Phillies were smart, they trade him to New York for Sonny Gray straight up. Kyle, listen, call <laughs> your people. Like, what the hell? Call them. In my opinion, <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I don't know how your views on it. You know, it, it's tough. I mean, what you say makes a lot of sense. I can't agree with you because, you know, I, I hate it. But <laughs> All right, so we've got um, one more, and then we're going to get to the rest of the stuff. Um, we're going to get the Mox thing, and then, then we're going to you know, close two up. More. I'll, I'll skip three more. I'll skip it up. I'll skip the rest. Okay. Corey Clover. Yankees. White Sox. Cardinals. He, he's a free agent? Trade. Is it? White Sox makes too much sense. <laughs> I, I know up, they could give up Jermaine Dye and Dwayne Weiss. Good. I I could see the Yankees making a run at him with the same package we were talking before with like a Clint Frazier, Sheffield type thing. Um, Sheffield back to Cleveland. It's just uh, I I see the Yankees going out and trying to grab one of these top end starters that are that are available. Marlins, they got money to spend. All right, the next two are trades as well. Um, Max Scherzer. The reason why I say this, if Bryce Harper walks, the Nationals should be in sell mode. You got Juan Soto. You already got rid of Daniel Murphy. You got rid of Bryce Harper. Fire sell mode? Right, I think you sell the team. If You restart. If Scherzer is available, I think that'll become the Yankees' number one target. Yes. And and I think they would give up. Name it. I mean the yeah, um, I think if Scherzer became available, that would be the Yankee. They would they would dial right in on him. We missed out on Verlander, which hurts. Really, really bad. Yeah, I mean for for what we gave up for Gray, we probably could have gotten Verlander. Um, I I don't think they would let Scherzer go anywhere else. I think it's the Red Sox. Yankees would overpay the shit out of them to get yeah. Chaser. Over I think the Red, Red Sox. Sox too because 
That would become a bidding war. The Red war Sox like know that the window is closing. With all the free agents that are about to happen, the Red Sox know that they need to make this team into a two- or three-year dynasty. All right, so you see that the Red Sox are going in on Scherzer and you're the Yankees. What is the highest that you give for Scherzer? See, for, for me, not not to go off what you're saying, I don't think the Red Sox need to go out and get that top-end start. I think they need bullpen help. Mm-hmm. The, the starters, honestly, were, were yes, fine for Boston. In today's MLB, everyone goes out to starters. Yes, but they already have Chris Sale. I mean, Price kind of returned to form towards yeah, the end. You can't count on that. But, I mean, Pomerantz was fine. You Joe Kelly was fine. Porcello was fine. You can't count on them. So I, I don't see they them. They rose to the moment at the end of the time. I, I don't see them giving up everything to get Scherzer when, when they have good enough start i think they need the bullpen help more than they need i think they're gonna go in panic mode and be like we cannot trade for these guys we cannot sign all these guys i go back to my old th- I, I think you know i understand what you're saying and i agree with it but i think the nationals still think that given their division that they're in i think that they still think they can run table on that division for one more year without harper and i think i think they'd be looking more to acquire than to give i like what you said kind of the same point by the red sox but for houston just to, I don't, I don't know who they'll, they'll give up. Reunite? Right? Verlander Scherzer? Yeah, I mean, to, to, to bolster that that starting five, you know, even more. Let's say Keuchel, you know, Keuchel goes wherever, you know, Scherzer slides in. All right, last name, Mike Trout. Whoever gives up everything. Cardinals. Phillies. The Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, well, all right. If if Trout's available, are are you assuming that either Machado or Harper are on the Phillies? I think they can get Doesn't Machado matter. and Trout. I think they get one of those guys and Trout. But but here here's the thing, Trout has not yet signed his big year his right. big his big boy deal. You're right. Okay. So so if they, say if they, either Harper or Machado is probably going to be close to a two two hundred three hundred million dollar deal. So you you think one team's going to invest six hundred million dollars in two players? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, but you gotta you're gonna have to pay Nola. You're right. You're gonna have to pay Hoskins. Okay. Those are <laughs> I the mean, only two players you have to pay. Cut. You have a twenty five man roster. Hear me out. <laughs> Mike Trout, born in Delaware, basically raised in Philadelphia, longtime Phillies fan, already known and said. Cut, but that, uh, that's on, semantics. Okay, yes. It's a business. Yes. I believe 100% Mike Trout wants to play for the Philadelphia Phillies. He, he already he came out and said. hometown discount? It would be. I think he would. I, he already said Wawa, that he wants baby. to play in a Phillies uniform. I'd give a discount for Wawa. And we could. Sheets is better. We can I, give out. I think the thing, too, is, is I think if Shut they got Machado. Oh, we're going to fight out. I think out the show. I think I'll, if I'll the Phillies. Right now. I think if the Phillies got Machado with. Nola with some of the pitching that they have, with some of the the talent they have on the, the serviceable talent they have on the team, I think that Trout would be willing to take a little bit less money, considering it's his hometown team, and considering that he would know that his talents would put that team over the top and make them a contender. The big thing is, I think he'd be willing to take less money if he knows that over a five year deal he has a real shot at getting two three rings. And like you said, baseball hurts without him in the playoffs. Yeah, you add him to the Phillies. Automatically, they're a playoff contender. He adds fifteen to twenty wins with that team. Oh, I, I listen. 
Trout is, is the best player in the league. There, there's no argument there. And my, my, my thinking is him wanting to be there because he's at every Eagles game. Am I wrong? I don't Kyle, you're right. I want, I want to interject real quick. Sometimes in sports, there's really bizarre things that happen for no reason. Great players go to teams that make no sense. I'm going to do a shot for this. Picture this. Trout goes to the Royals. Drink. For no reason. I'm in for this. I subscribe for no to this. Reason. Just imagine that. And it could happen. No, it can't. It Trout's could. Either, it could. Either, it couldn't. It really could. It could. Because you know why? Weird stuff happens for things that it makes. It's like, Kendall, oh, give why, me why one would reason. Why Trout go from the Angels, who has not been doing anything for him? Well, well listen, I think, I think he's saying in a trade. Are you, you're saying in a trade, not free agent, no, right? No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying either or. Imagine oh, this. Just think, I disagree. <laughs> think, of the, think of this. Can MLB players happen, uh, block trades? things happen in sports trades? all the time. We, the Phillies, have Kyle, the most to give. I'm not even saying because I'm a Mets fan. I think that Trout, I think the only two teams that realistically have the money and the prospects to give to get for Trout would be the Phillies or the White Sox. And I don't think Trout would have any interest in playing for the White Sox because they're not even close to being a playoff contender. And honestly, I don't think Trout makes them a playoff contender. I just don't. Um, I still think that they have a lot of rebuilding to, to keep doing with their prospects they've got, especially since they lost Kopich for their whole year next year. Um, but I think if he's not, I, I think if he's not traded to the Phillies, by the time free agency hits, I think he's a Dodger. I mean, uh, an Angel. To me, it, it just makes a lot of sense for the the Angels to trade him because I, I don't think he's going to resign there in free agency, and they can get. I mean, we, we keep saying that they can get any any package of p- prospects that they we, want. We, uh, they could get have, the Royals. We have. <laughs> they could literally own the Royals. The Philadelphia Phillies <laughs> have six O Sanchez. Who in top ten in all baseball prospects? Medina, who's our number two prospect, in the top twenty. Adam Hazley, top yeah, thirty. I don't know who these guys are, but naming prospects on a team I don't follow. We have the most to give. We have the most to gain for getting him, in my opinion. Bring him home. Mike Trout's gonna get traded to the Tigers. All right, you can take a shot. <laughs> Well, I was going to get into my game here, but Kendall left. But, Do one more quick. <laughs> here we go, Kyle. Um, Kyle, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, Phillies one. Phillies trade four top prospects to the Angels. White Sox trade three top prospects to the Angels. Trout to the Phillies. Nola to the White Sox. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, we'll do one more. Josh Donaldson. Indians. He was hurt? Indians. All year. I think he goes to St. Louis. A lot of... Cleveland. A, I agree. A lot of a lot of it was said last year of him going to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And now... He's only going to make it there in a one-year jail. They can get him for cheap. They can get him for nothing. He's getting older. He's a free agent or that'd be a... Free agent. Oh. It's only going to be on a one-year deal if they yeah. do it. One or two. Nothing Cleveland. More. Browns. <laughs> All right. Kendall, do you have a uh, name for my game here? I don't know what we're talking about. The, my, my thing here. Oh, you're talking about the Tigers Mix show? Mix Match Mashup. 
The Busty Boozies. Yes, that's that's the name. Mox Mix Max Mashup. All right. So First here's what I'm saying. I have to say it, though. You say it's time for. <laughs> I don't even know what you said. Mox, Mox Mix, Mix Max, Max, Max Mix. Mox Mix Match Mashup. All right. Mox it's Mix, time Max, for matchup. Mox Mix. No, you say it fast, dude. I can't say it fast. Mox Mix Match Matchups. Match matchups. All right. Close enough. All right. So here, here's what it's going to do. Score update um, real quick. Interruption 2020. 2020, yep. So. I'm going to try and do one every week. This one I did quick. So I, what I have here is three NFL coaches. I'm going to give you the time they've been a head coach, their record, and their playoff record. Is this current or all-time? Uh, both? Yes, both. Okay. It's, it's all over. Um, so, That would be all-time. So after I read what I'm going to read, I want you guys to each tell me which option you would pick as the coach. And then I'm going to tell you. So what, you're going to give us the options in A, B, or C? Yes. Okay. So. If you say zero, we all know what Marvin Lewis is. Is Mother Tucker Vito? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he destroyed many. So coach number one, 16 years as a head coach. He is 130, 116, and three. 0 and 7 in the playoffs. Marvin Lewis. Marvin Lewis. (laughs) Coach number two, 12 years as a head coach. 113 and 72, 7 and 5 in the playoffs with one Super Bowl. Super Bowl win? Yes. Coach number three, 14 years as a head coach, 121 and 95, 6 and 6 in the playoffs with one Super Bowl win. B. Okay. <laughs> which one would I rather have? Yes. So, like, which, which coach? Can I hear the you... record again for the third one? Sorry. No problem. For coach number three, 121 and 95. And how many Super Bowl wins? One. One. B, can I feel like I don't I know anybody pick A. <laughs> Guy didn't want a playoff game, Marvin. Um I'm gonna say Now is this now can I can I do I have to pick based off of the stats given or do I have to pick based off of who I think they might be and I want to be that guy? I mean you can do both. All right, but so I was, I'd I was, rather play for B, or I'd rather play for C if it's who I think it is. But I would really like to go out to dinner with B, if it's who I think it is. <laughs> so which one are you picking? I'm going to pick B, because if it's the person I'm thinking of, dinner would be amazing. All right. Mass? I'll go with B. Reed? I'm going to go B as well. All right. Well, coach one was Marvin Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Can I hey, guess if we guess the... them all right, do you have to take a shot? Yes. Guess. Marvin Lewis, Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton. No. Damn. Well, Sean Payton was coach number two. Fuck! Was B. Damn. Coach number three, Mike Ditka. Oh. <laughs> that I, coach. I, said, I said I'd rather play for three. <laughs> That's what you said. That coach. Wow. I'd rather play for three. I mean, I guess dinner with Sean Payton's not too bad. You know what, though? He's supposed to be fine. Mike Tomlin. I did. <laughs> you know, you want to know? I wanted to pit Marvin Lewis against Mike Tomlin. And then I had them both written down, because if you look at my paper, I crossed out Mike Tomlin's numbers, because... I was looking at, like, why would anyone pick the first one over him? <laughs> like they did I for the other two? <laughs> so bad I wanted to pick Marvin Lewis over Tomlin. And it would have made everything hilarious. You can't say Owen seven of the It's, like, well known at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, beer reviews? Souls? The juice bomb. Was the bomb. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> the uh, the gristling from Relic? It was it was a pretty solid double IPA. A lot of gristle? A lot of gristle. Cool little can of this little gremlin creature with some barley. Oh, that's the uh, bad guy from Ghostbusters. Bad guy from Ghostbusters. Oh, the bad guy. 
I kind of sick. I'm sorry. It's a cheap joke. <laughs> You're drunk. Always. Reader? Hey, A10 from Warthog, double IPA. I wish J. Mar was here. This is right up his alley. Oh, uh, what's going on over there? Uh, very good. Very tasty. You know, your double IPA fans get the from Opa Opa. Double IPA. Excellent. Awesome artwork, too. Big fan of the Warthog. J. Mart, thinking of you. And I commandeered who, a... Uh, who is that you're talking about? Come on, J. Mart. We know it. We know he's been absent, but he's he's been busy. And I, I stole one of the, the juice bombs from, uh, I guess, Northeastern IPA. Very good. Very tasty. The souls, I, I understand what he's about, so... How was the Pipeworks smash? Pipeworks was good. Voltage really added a spark to the night. What's that spark? Could you explain? I got drunk. Nice. <laughs> you, well, you had, a, you had a second beer too, right? I did. I had a Limbo IPA. That was pretty good. Hmm? I was a fan of it. You had a it third was a beer too? No. Oh. My other one's in the fridge. Oh. I was getting drinking. Okay, can I drink. chug your naughty nurse just, <laughs> just for the sake of it? I'll give you my shoe. If I Riddler? put it down my pants first. Deal. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so I started off with the better half from Founders. It was like the first time it's been bottled in like six years. I mean, it was <coughs> quality-wise, like I could tell it was a very good quality beer, but it was just too sweet for me. The old ales are, are a little bit on that sweeter side, and then you have the molasses to it. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, like I said, I could tell it was good quality. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, I had the Ciroc Cognac New. Um... And uh, it's actually not bad. I mean, it, it's definitely, um, like, in that kind of Hennessy, Remy Martin, VSOP type of range of cognac. I think it retails about thirty two ninety nine a bottle for a fifth. Seconds. 20 bucks for a pint. Um, I'm truck this nutty nurse? 10 nothing, seconds. Nothing crazy. Um, but it's pretty smooth. Not a lot of burn to it. Decent on the oak. It's got a, it's got a very heavy nose, though. Very heavy nose. You and sure? the private stock was gross. We added, it was all the stuff from last week. We added some, It was fucking disgusting. We added Dr. McGillicuddy's Butterscotch, Jim Beam Maple, Old Smoky Moonshine, and 99 Bananas, and a splash of uh, Bartender's Tequila and Coffee Liqueur, made with the finest tequila and Cheers. coffee liqueur. <laughs> all right, Kendall, uh, start the timer in three. So, oh, one second. Uh, I just, the Naughty Nurse was featured in the original photograph that we're going to post for this show. Yeah. The, now, the mask neglected to drink this beer. Yeah. No, I did not neglect to drink it. I, saw, no, he I just he, haven't made it to he, it. Well, he had a lot of beers he that he brought. He wanted, so he brought a plethora. Which is I didn't say neglect. It was the wrong thing to say. So I have 10 seconds to chug this While beer. While you're chugging, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my thing. That's right. So, yeah, Max, go you ahead. got the clock on me? All go right. Ahead. Start drinking in three, two, one, go. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD, whether it's you're chugging a beer in 11 seconds. Time. Or having a terrible, just terrible time. <laughs> Be sure to subscribe on Podbean and iTunes. 11 Google seconds Play, for sure. No, about 15. iHeartRadio. Well, anywhere you phone. can find podcasts. <laughs> Really, you guys are going to talk over me. <laughs> Sorry, please. Wrong time to... Long story short, anywhere you can find podcasts or internet radio shows, you can find us. Love us! We're here every Monday night from 7.30-ish to 10.30-ish here on the PPRN Radio Network. Be sure to download the PPRN app for all the good stuff here. You got the Peter Pino Show every Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm there. Souls might be there tomorrow. I will be. Any guys, you guys want to come? I may. If I can get my homework done. Uh, um... <laughs> You know, me and Kyle had plans for tomorrow. That is and a he hard just note. Totally bailed on me. How about that? You dick. But anyway, <laughs> download the PPR app. Check it out. A lot of good stuff. Enjoy it. And uh, also, if you have uh, t-shirts, stickers, anything with our name on it, yeah, mask. Post Thanks it for to, buying a shirt. Yeah, dick. Yeah. Post it to social media. Uh, use the hashtag GSWD. Tag us in it. 
We will be I sure to give a you a shout out, invite you to the show, drink a beer, butt chug, whatever you want to yeah. do. We're, well, someone I, on this show is game. I think probably the, Kendall. The Riddler just announced our photo contest, which he is judging. So if you're is listening, a contest. He announced it just now. <laughs> he, he, he did it just now. He and he's judging it. So whatever you want to do, crazy. Yeah, you know, something's got to involve us. But you got to tag us, and the Riddler is the, the judge. Yeah, you know, so. I know exactly how to win this competition. Well, you better. I mean, you're a featured guest. I mean, you are a member of the squad, so. Not a member of the squad. He's a featured guest, which means that he can partake. Recurring guest. The only the only people who can't partake are Moxine Washable. Yeah, it was, it was, it was really names. cool that he bought a shirt. <laughs> I actually <laughs> bought him a shirt at 7 <laughs> um, Can I have a shirt? I don't have it. I just said that. <laughs> um, the Red Baron and myself and uh, J-Mark. No, no, no entries allowed. No entries allowed. Top prize though is butt chugging or pouring a butt chug beer for Kendall. I will win this competition tonight. I oh, will I sue you over the laws of me not being able to enter. <laughs> <laughs> you can just do it anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, make sure to tune in every Monday night, seven thirty ish to ten thirty ish. It's our new time slot. Um. We will keep reviewing sports, NFL talk. Hey, Riddler. NHL talk. Homework from the souls. It's going to be great. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. Mark's got a new segment. I've got a new segment. Score update. It's still 2020. Mullins just threw a pick. Giants uh, ball on the fourth. Bench him. Hey, uh, Riddler. Next week is a certain holiday. Oh, God. I so, thought it was the week after. So we oh, have, wait, no. This is this week. We have a, a certain tradition, a one-year tradition that we do on the show where uh, Mark enjoys a meal before everyone else. We, we can't do that in here. Oh, we, we can. can. Well, we might. We'll just start the Facebook Live early or hold on to it until it's time for the Facebook Live. The Thanksgiving shot is it's, coming it's, live next Monday night. I might throw up. We can't do it in here. We will do we it can. in here. We Peter, can. we need garbage bags. The garbage no, is here. We'll bring, a, we'll bring a garbage. Bring the garbage bin. That, that so, garbage, um, we, we have disposeries around here. So, like, Mock has not heard the uh, living room uh, grilled meat that's, story. That's an after. That's an off-air no, story. No, 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 no. So, what is this uh, before Thanksgiving thing? <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you. All right. We'll yeah, tell you. But it's going well, next, next we'll to make sure to post some pictures of it next week when it happens. Probably a Jeff, Boston market trip. <laughs> probably would be good to be sick next week. Um, but, yeah, until then, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm Mock. Sheen Washable. Nip. I'm Souls. The Mass. And I'm the Red Baron. Yeah.